There we go. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Welcome to day 25, Brian. 25. Week 25. Week. Week 25 of the Ustream podcast. We got a double podcast week. We're getting crazy. Today is my good friend Mad Flavor, a.k.a. Joe Diaz. In the motherfucking house. That's One of the right. funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. I've known Joey for about a decade. Oh, before we go anywhere, before we even get started. Fleshlight.com. Our sponsor. We're reaching the back of pussies here. What do we have? We are, we are sponsored by the Fleshlight. And uh, this is the butthole version of the Fleshlight. It sponsors the podcast. If you go to uh, JoeRogan.net and click the link, you get like a discount. Joey Diaz, have you ever seen one of those in person? No, 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 no. Let's whip it out. Explain it to me. Show, show it real you know quick. What I'm saying? Let's talk about it here. Wait, this is the one that I haven't fucked, so you can touch it. Put your finger in there and tell no, me. No, no, I don't want to That's the butthole version. That is the butthole version. Is yeah. there a vaginal version? Yes, of and course. Where is that? Who are they? Retarded? Did, they? You hide it? Did you hide <laughs> it? How perverted are they? Could you imagine if the vaginal one went out of style because nobody wanted to fuck it? It's like everyone just wanted the asshole. Well, one. it is tighter, so you think everyone would want to fuck it because everyone likes tight pussy. Look at this. It's it fucking square. Time? It looks like your dick's got to be like a fucking square. I love it. I love it. This is tremendous. You, you got to fuck one of these things. I'm telling you. Are you fucking, fucking crazy? It's way better than beating off. You beat off, right? So you grab it like this and just go like this, like yeah, a boob shake? Yeah. Show them fish in the bucket. Show them fish in the bucket. Isn't fish this like bucket? Take oh, the fish out of the bucket. That's your move, dude. I don't want to rip your move off. Check this out. How awesome is this? Fish in the bucket. Look at that thing. That's how you wash it. It pulls out. It wiggles. Oh, so you come in that thing too? Yeah, you yeah, squirt a load in the there. On and it. there's a cap on the bottom. When you undo the cap, your load comes yeah, rocking. I'm tell you yeah. I love hanging out with these guys. This technology, they always keep me up this shit. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we're up to the latest. This is the latest in masturbation technology. What kind of people are you people hanging out with? I disappear for this a couple is, of weeks. This and look is you show up with a box with an asshole in it. What this the is fuck? a I love solid it. product. This is a solid product. And this product comes under a lot of unnecessary heat, in my opinion. Now, let me ask a you lot this. Of people, what if you want to go the other way? Does this come in different colors? What if you want to fucking you Hindu in the one. ass? You yeah, know what I'm saying? You get a brown one. You get a Hindu one. Well, we got to sure. find out. They got a Hindu oh, sure. one, a slumdog millionaire yeah. one. You know, it smells like a fucking lottery ticket. I you know bet, what I'm saying? Here, I but. bet there's a different, a bunch of different colors. There has to be. It can't just be white. Yeah, that's, that's, ridiculous. that's a fucking prejudice. This is 2010. Yeah. You got to mix fucking it up a little bit. What kind of shit is this? I mean, yeah, I guess I'll do a black one. You know, you might as well. I want an Asian one. I want the little muffler smell like twice cooked pork. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, want I, I bet there's on. a reason why, like the, the black ones show the crust or how dirty it is more. Probably, you know, it gets white. You well, know, why do we gotta say black? Flaky. Why can't she be Puerto Someone's Rican? Someone's a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, okay, we're on the front page, and I just All see right. nothing but white pussy. Yeah. Hmm. yeah we got to change Let's that. Let's go up. with I the mean, private did collection. They have the a champagne collection. They have a Lupe no. version. Have You know who Lupe is? This is all white pussy. The Puerto Rican singer from the 70s? No, Lupe is this new porn star. They have a Lupe version of the Fleshlight, and I was just at the Hard Rock X-Fans convention, and she was there. Man, that chick is amazing. She's like four feet tall, but yet the proportions perfect of a uh, regular female. Like, Everything fits perfect. She just looks like a little girl, not like a midget. I wonder if you can get a blue one so you can pretend you're fucking that avatar chick. They should <laughs> yeah. totally. They have vampires. They, should, they have vampire ones. They should totally make it. They have twilight one. ones. Do you see the twilight one? Flashlights. Twilight. They have fangs. Get the fuck out. They swear to God, they have fangs and the tube that goes down that, you know, rubs against your dick has like fangs on the tube or something like what? that. So it's like fucking a vampire pussy. Because I know you like vampires better than uh, werewolves. Have you lost your fucking mind, Brian? Brian? You, you're so baked right you're now. You're out of your mind. That's, that's 100% true. They have Who fucking twilight. All of that is... 
More than werewolves. Huh? Who likes vampires? You do. You said you liked them last oh, week better. Oh, my goodness, bro. And I've been You're thinking so about this wrong. whole time because You're so it wrong. really. You have not said that. <laughs> he likes vampires. You are just Twin. making <laughs> shit up. Brian is just so. You didn't high. say that? You didn't say you would choose. Brian just uh, rocketed no, no, no. back to the eighth grade. Holy <laughs> shit. Vampires. You're a silly eighth grader right now. Outside when you're not supposed to be there. You're right. You, you got out of the, the gymnasium and you and your buddies. Got high, and now you're cracking jokes on them. You're back in Columbus, Ohio what? right now, aren't you? Wait, 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 wait. What, what? <laughs> What's going on here? You're barbecued, son. I am barbecued. That's all right. I know you are because I am, and I'm listening to you talking. I'm like, this kid's too high. i got to help him out here. i got to pull him out. Pull so, him out of this conversation. Yeah. But they do have a vampire fleshlight. That's unbelievably ridiculous. But I'm more of a werewolf guy, so that's why it's ridiculous. I don't even like vampires. Really? I'm tired of vampire movies. Good. The Wolfman sucked, okay? I did not like that movie. It was dumb. It just didn't work. And I still bought the fucking Blu-ray, okay? <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's how much I am of a Was there any freak. special uh, features? I search iTunes for werewolf movies, bro. Do you get this? I watch werewolf movies that are terrible, you know why? Because I know there's going to be at least a guy's going to turn into a werewolf and fuck some people up. So you know what I do? I watch the beginning to get their names. Okay, this is Bob. This is... Okay, let me just know what the fuck's going on. Let me fast forward until I see somebody turn into a werewolf. <laughs> I want to see the fucking... The best, latest technology and the dude turn into a werewolf and just fucking people up. Just, I just think those are the craziest movies. The idea that a huge... American Werewolf in London got me hooked. Yeah, that was... A I saw that shit in 1981 and I was a werewolf fan. I was done but do they still do all the shit like Lon Chaney remember like the sun with that's the, the problem with this Wolfman movie they went with a mask it's Benicio Del Toro in a mask and he's like and his lower jaw sticks out but they don't low, show the transformation know, they, of them, they like, do the transformation coming out of their arms and the fucking thing yeah like no they do I mean there's a lot of a lot of cool there's a lot of cool CGI in the transformation but the final product just looks it just doesn't look right because it's like he tried to use the old Wolfman from like the 1940s or whatever the fuck it was. He was it Claude Rains, I think it was. He tried to use that version of the Wolfman and just make a more modern, updated. But after you go to American Werewolf in London, you can't go backwards. Can't go backwards. You can't because American it Werewolf took it in too London, much. that fucking thing was evil, man. It was like a dog person demon thing it was on a four legs. Is that a blurry? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's on Blu-ray. Fuck I got yeah. that shit on. And like when they're running from it and you just see it, they did that movie so well, you don't really get to see it that much because the, the technology was not that good. Right. The only one time you get to actually see the werewolf, he's going through the streets of London snapping people's heads off. Remember when he was running through the streets and everybody's freaking out and car accidents and shit? That's the only time you get to see it moving around. Every other time in the movie, it's like you barely see it, but you see enough that it's fucking terrifying. And the transformation scene just off the chain. You know, that's the kind of shit that we had in 1981, okay? Now what do they have? They have vampires that don't bite people and werewolves that just growl at everybody and can change back and forth when they want. What the fuck have we come to? The fuck have we come to, Joey? Bro, I, I can't even... I've never watched the Twilights, but I've seen what those two little fucking half of fruitcakes look like, and I can't believe they're vampires. In my day, vampires were bad motherfucking Barnabas Collins. That's a vampire. Yeah. Wow, you that, just went deep. Deep! You just that went guy deep. I don't even know what that is. Shadows. And you know, when you were a vampire, you fuck guys, you fuck chicks. It don't matter. You're a vampire. You ain't gay. You just sling dick, you fucking dogs. It don't matter. You're a fucking animal. You know what I'm saying? Like now, Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. Get the fuck yeah. You know, you gotta, these vampires are too, I don't know how to say it, they're too plain they're Disney. for me. Yeah, they're, they're fucking Disney. Disney. It's Disney. 
It's we've got a whole group of kids now that are growing up with horrible, mediocre entertainment that's designed just for them. As opposed to when we were kids, there was no fucking kids shows. You had Sesame Street, you know. You had uh, a, a fucking a couple other different shows, you know, that that you could watch that were like kid oriented shows. Then everything else was a fucking adult show. Bro, the only kid show I ever watched is Betty Hill, like a motherfucker. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's, that's a kid show in Jersey. Show that was a kid show. That was an adult show in England. That was a kid show. Fucking great that show. Was a that great was. And every once in a while, they show you a titter of that. Yeah, a great and boobs. When you were six, you lost oh, your dick. fucking was, mind for a week. He so was like the first guy to figure out that very simple combination. Tits, tits, tits and comedy and silliness. And, and an accent to boot. Oh, yeah. That dude started the accent way before Jimmy Masala hired that English chick to answer the phone. <laughs> English people do make you think that shit is legit. Which is legit. Know, that's Their why accent. they use them for those late night infomercials. It's always an English person describing some product. You're like, God. People pay more so attention. Proper. They think they're cooler or something. Dude, oh God, from when you meet a chick that has an accent from over there, I, I don't know, but it makes her like two levels hotter, yeah. don't you think? Well, you know, English dudes say that too. Dave Bishop says that of American girls. Oh, he really? He has that American accent. He said he, he's just so hot to him. I'm your soulmate, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your soulmate. Yeah, there's an English chick at there's a Chinese chick at the Y with an English accent. Oh, that's that when you talk to her, you lose your fucking. Heart. Yeah, you might want to take a yoga class with that chick. Yeah, no, no, she's uh, very nice. That's a strong. That's a strong combo right there. That's a double exotic. You know, that's a proper exotic and another exotic on top of that. Oh, that's you a, gotta hear her. That's mouth. a strong one too. You know, a chick like that could fuck a guy's life up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Chick like that breaks up with you and starts fucking some new guy, and you know what kind of pussy she's slinging at him. You know what kind of crazy shit she's doing to him. You know she's saying, "Put him in my ass." She's saying crazy shit with that English you know? accent to fuck you up oh, even worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't eat Chinese food and watch fucking Benny Hill no more because you have flashbacks. It's horrible. And Brian. you know her favorite shit. She likes to get fucked in the mouth. Come in my mouth. Was was he hot competition? The was he hot competition? Yeah, was that the American version of Benny Hill? Because no, it seems like it was a TV show. It was a, it was a variety show, a country show. They used to have like songs. They would play songs. Uh -huh. They would do like sketches. Listen, it was a dumbass show. But when I was a kid, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, enjoyed I used to go there know? for boobs. Also, I remember Benny Hill and Hee Haw were my two like. I'll watch that for I the boobs. I don't know if Hee Haw had cleavage. Yeah, they had the blondes. With Benny Hill would show you an ass cheek right. or something, and they wouldn't catch it on Channel Nine in those days. So he got away with murder. You know what I'm saying? Benny Hill was the first guy to have like a real silly show like that with him chasing after girls and you know that's a weird and that famous song that they use all the time. <laughs> they always had a hard on. Man. They fucking stressed his hard on. This country has forgotten about the hard on. They give no fucking respect to the hard on no more. You're right. Movie. You're right. Benny Hill always had a fucking hard on. Do you think that's because there's too many people? Do you think that when when there gets overpopulation naturally, people get more reluctant to hide shit like that? Well, we took. We, we, we disregarded the hard-on because they got Cialis now and shit. Nobody, and, and when fucking Benny Hill... So they're just too common. The hard-on's too common now because of big dick, because of uh, dick pills. Yeah, now it don't matter. See, in the old days... It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Now Especially everybody when you got a hard-on because yeah. you can take fucking pills. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. Gotta, like the old days, a 62-year-old guy that had a hard-on was like, wow, that guy's excited. You know, <laughs> whoa, look at him. He's got a boner. He's 62. What'd you but do now it's like, oh, that old creep. He's on fucking Viagra. Look at him. Have you not seen, uh, done any research on these GNC versions of Viagra that, that, that are big right now? They're almost like, you know, they're just a bunch of vitamins and Chris stuff like that. Chris Fleshlight was telling us about that. Yeah. He was telling us about one that works. Yeah, and the one that actually had Vicodin, or not Vicodin, but Viagra in it as it came up. Put Viagra <laughs> yeah, in it? 30% of it was Viagra. Oh, that's which, hilarious. 
which is weird to me because no wonder why it works. Right. They, of course. They had that a booth like that at, at that this X fans party I went to, and the guys were selling it. And he's like, "I'm no doctor." I'm like, "Yeah, what's in this?" And I was looking through it, and there was probably 300 different like roots and like like fucking bird right. tears and and then Viagra. <laughs> yeah, that's and then some shit that works. Right. You know, because all those roots and shit, those aren't going to work on a 60-year-old dick. You know, all, you know, taking your fucking ginkgo biloba, that's not going to give you a boner when you're 80, you know? Right. But Viagra will fucking rock it. Viagra will rock it. Have You'll you ever taken some... Viagra, Joey? No, but my uncle's 72 when he tells me the stories how he's banging the shit out of people. <laughs> my uncle fucking stays home Sunday through. He walks uh, Griffith Park every morning, four miles. Then he goes home, eats Viagra, and fucks some chick to death. Wow. He's wow. crazy. That's good. He's got like a 30 year old chick, and he oh, just fucks nice. her, and he goes to Langers, <laughs> and he gets pastrami, and he goes back and fucks Remember her. Remember Brian Holtzman? I, I love Viagra. Because now, these young girls that go out with these old rich guys, they have to fuck them now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that video, dude? Yeah. And his load, his load, it's like paint that's been sitting in your basement for a year. <laughs> it's not a fresh product, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that? Remember that bit? Brian Holtzman. Brian Holtzman, ladies and gentlemen, is probably one of the funniest guys that unfortunately you're not going to hear of. Or you're not going to see on TV. You're not going to see him in a special. I hope you do. Unless you go to the comedy store. Like, yeah. If he does, he still even go there. I heard he was oh, going yeah, to the Laugh right. Factory. Unless he gives you a ticket. What a little beach. Great fucking guy. I yeah, know. He's a, he's a, a parking. A meter made tender. combination dog catcher. Which how funny is he as a fucking dog catcher? It's, he's a goddamn reality show waiting to happen. That's Why doesn't it. someone follow him around? He's the meter man, dog catcher, and he's Brian Holtzman, one of the funniest comics. Lady, get your yeah. dog out of the street! Can you, if you could him? give him a fucking a camera, a camera. Put it in front of him, and mic him up? That's a great reality show. Somebody out there, act on this. Get a hold of Brian Holtzman. But Brian Holtzman is like, well, there's only a few guys like that that you meet in your life, and you go, oh, man, this motherfucker, like, what, what happened? Like why didn't why didn't anybody see this? Why he's so good? Why doesn't anybody see that? You know, like Brody Stevens is another one. Brody's got some stuff going on. He was in The Hangover, and you know he's got every good friends that are really funny guys respect him. But Brody Stevens should be a national headliner. He should be fucking killing it all over the country. People should be like buying tickets to see him in advance and looking forward to it and getting fired up that Brody's in town. But you know what the weird thing about Brody Stevens is I almost don't want him to get that famous because I love yeah. just watching Chelsea lately and seeing like miscellaneous like parts in the movie The Hangover and stuff like that. It's like kind of like a hidden game like find Brody oh, Stevens listen, out of nowhere. Man, that's you know so what I mean? selfish. No, no, no. I know. I, I, obviously I don't mean it in, you know, but, know, but you know, it's saying. kind of nice it's kind of cool only knowing who he is. Yeah. You know? They've been torturing him at the store guy. lately. He hasn't been getting spots to yeah. Brody night. when and, we uh, did the man show Brody was the warm up guy and his warm ups were so fucking brilliant, funny brilliant. he can tell the same joke ten times in a row and I, I'll, I'll ask for it you know I'll, I'll keep yelling out did you do any modeling and he'll, he'll do his whole fucking that whole piece that he does male model in Beirut in Pakistan <laughs> I was on the cover of Camel Beat <laughs> enjoy it uh, what's Brody Stevens' uh, Twitter name? We should just throw that out. Do you Isn't know Brody Stevens? My Brody's friend. Or something yeah, like that? I, I'm. Yeah, what is it? I'm Brody's friend. I'm Brody's, Brody's friend. friend. I'm Brody's friend. Follow this guy. This guy's yeah, quite you, the you uh, beauty. He's a fucking great human being too. And he starts twittering at like six in the morning, you know. Yeah. And he has the cutest dog that has the most human face I've ever seen in my life. Or Brody's so hilarious. We I go would... back to Seattle with Brody. 
That's how long I've known really? Brody. When I used to drive his car to the gig harbor, and he used to cry that I was speeding in his car. And shit. <laughs> Tell us a classic Brody story. Uh, the time me. we put him in the trunk and drove to gig harbor, he told me that it would take him two hours. And I said, I'll bet you any fucking amount of money I could do it in an hour. And he's like, no, you can't. And we put him in the back seat with sound guard and blast, and he kept saying, normal people don't live like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing 90 in the fucking right-hand lane, cutting off fucking Asians. Oh, he's like, stop, Joe Diaz. <laughs> I would not want to be in the car with you reckless driving if I was high. That's the night he stopped the show oh. because there was a bunch of headshots on the wall. And he stopped the show because there was no Jews on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> not one fucking Jew. You got black people. Oh. You got white people. Where's the Jews? Next Brody, time I come here, I want a Jew on the wall. Brody gets these bad late night spots, or at least he used to at the store. And, you know, sometimes he'd get up there and the crowd would be dead. There'd be no one left. Like, you know, the, sh the show starts at 8 o'clock at night or something like that. And Brody would be on like after 1 a.m., like 1.45 or something like that. He'd go on. And he would just start playing the drums. He would pull chairs up and pull out his drumsticks and start playing the drums and just start ad-libbing and fucking around and before you know it, you had a fucking show yeah, you had a show there was eight people there but that that was a rocking eight you know and that's that's one thing that that creepy place was the best for, the best for. giving Ever. you those little tiny ass crowds those tiny ass crowds where there was no one in the audience and people were barely paying attention but every now and then someone would go up and just do something magical in that zero crowd Eight people was all I needed. Joey Four. Diaz. Let me Four tell the story about do. you. Let me tell the story about you. Joey Diaz. One night we were at the comedy store, and it was one of those nights where it was just—it was kind of dead. What was it? A Sunday? The, the, when you went, when you get on stage and you were doing the uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that was a Saturday in the main room, <clears throat> and it was late at night. There was late no at one night. There. Nobody. This is the early day. There was the comedy store went through some dark periods where we got real bad crowds for a long time, you know. And this was this was like. Pre-Fear Factor, right? This was a long time ago. Yeah, in between, yeah. News, radio long, in between news Radio and Fear Factor. Okay, so so it's one of these late nights, and there's only maybe like fucking literally like five audience members left in this main room. And Joey goes on stage, and Joey tells him to put on, was it War Pig? Yeah. He tells him yeah, to put on War Pig. Put War Pigs. And he fucking cranks War Pig, and Joey fucking sings along, takes his shirt off, and screaming into the microphone on key with every lyric, and the place goes fucking bananas. Bananas. I said it. I had to say it there because that's what it was. Everybody was going nuts. Everybody came in from the fucking kitchen. All the comics that were still left in the OR came in. The Fuck dudes yeah. from the parking lot came in. By the time Joey was off stage, it went from 10 people to the only 30 people that were in the whole fucking building. And we were just clapping and laughing. It was like... There's these magical moments where you know a dude just hit some rare place on stage where he's just free as fuck. And that place, that place at, at the comedy store, there were so many of those moments. That's where it and took you to the comedy store. When you, when you did it, it was, it, was, it was such the moment. It was so real because there was no one there. There was no one there. It wasn't like you could... Large audiences, sometimes you can trick them. You can sing, you know, and, and sound like fucking, you know, some other singer, and they, they clap, and they love you, and in the end, they give you a big standing ovation. But it's really a bunch of dumb shit. You know, you've just entertained them su sufficiently. But you're not going to get that kind of response out of, like, five people. When there's only five people there, you've got to give them some real shit. It's got to come from some crazy place inside you. When there's like five or six people, there can be no fat in your act. That's where your jokes sound so gross and jokey. They, like all the, the, the unnecessary parts of your act, they just seem so stupid.
Because now you're only talking to a few people. It teaches you. That's one thing I give the comedy store. I'll never take it away from the comedy store. I never hit magical moments like that in another club. The original room and the main room, but emphasis on the original room after midnight. Yeah. See, a lot of comics, you'll talk to them, they go, I'm getting 12, 15 spots. Little do you know, for a guy like me, a 12, 15 spot is a gold, because I can go in there and do what the fuck I want to do, yeah. which is really what comedy really is in a way. You know, it's unprepared. You go on there. If you go up there with three of your jokes about me and my girlfriend broke up, it's going to be a long 15 minutes. You know that. And that's what the comedy store pulled out of you. Mm. It pulled out how to entertain for. I love going up and there be four people. That's my world. That's my fucking world. 500. That's my world. Four or five people on a Tuesday night somewhere at the Ha Ha yeah. or something. That's as fun as it gets. When they, when they start laughing and rocking, it's so genuine. You know, those moments are so genuine. It's like, there's no fat in those small crowds, man. You can, it's a totally different style of comedy. And that's something I realized when I started doing larger venues. Sometimes It's harder sometimes to get to be like one-on-one real with a large venue. Because like you don't want to give them too much like dead air time. <clears throat> you don't want to give them too much time to contemplate. There's too many people. It's just too hard to control all of them anyway. It's more, it becomes more of like a show. Whereas like if you're doing it for like just a few people, there's something fucking crazy about that, man. Ever tell you the Dangerfield story where we did comedy... Like, four different guys did comedy for two people. We were at Dangerfields. show was supposed to start at, uh, like, you know, 8 o'clock or something like that. <clears throat> My spot was at, like, 9.30. I got there at 9 o'clock, and everybody's just waiting in the, uh, in the bar. I'm like, what's going on? Like, no one's here. No one. No one. No crowd at all. Nothing. So what do we do? Do we leave? No, we're going to wait for people to show up, see if anybody shows up. So we wait, okay? And we're there for maybe 15 minutes, and a, cu- a couple walks in. And uh, there was a guy, Bobby, who was the doorman, this big fucking powerlifting Scottish guy. He was this guy who used to do powerlifting with fucking uh, bags of cement. He would take bags of cement and pour them into those big white plastic buckets and do fucking powerlifting with them. I mean, he was just, just a, a gorilla, just a gorilla of a man and a crazy sense of humor. So the people, he probably way funnier than 99% of the comedians that ever worked at Dangerfields. Funnier than me when I was a kid, for sure. I was like, how come this guy is the doorman? He's fucking hilarious. And I'm, you know, some dildo trying to do stand-up without a, a view of the world yet, you know, and, and I'm, I'm the one on stage. So anyway, the, the, the couple walks in and he goes, come right this way, ladies and gentlemen, show's about to stop. You know, this crazy Scottish accent. It's a terrible impression of him, by the way. Pulls him down, sits them down. The people are like sitting in this room like, we're by ourselves. What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dangerfields. Please welcome your host and whoever the fuck the host was. And the host goes out there by himself and he does stand up for this couple. And he does like 20 minutes. And then he brings on the next act. And the next act is a half an hour. And then he brings on the next act and he does in a half an hour. And then he brought on me and I did a half an hour and I brought on somebody else. And these fucking people sat there and watched a whole comedy show. Just two people. And they sat through the whole thing. They probably felt trapped. But you they know? probably had a blast too. They had a blast they eventually. They comedy from a different angle. There were some good comics. Take there your was, water, Brian. There were some good comics that night. Dangerfields was a good place to work out. It was very similar to the comedy store. Nobody was there that was going to watch you. There was no industry people there. You know, Dangerfields is not where you're going to meet your manager or your agent. It's this weird little club that only the comics like. Because in a place like the comedy store, the, the good thing about, like, a lot of people are like, oh, industry won't come to the comedy store. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't get this kind of a club, this kind of an atmosphere, if the agencies want to come here. They, they don't want to come to this kind of a place. They want to come to the kind of place where they're taken care of. It's very professional. And the manager takes care of their tab and seats them and, and, and shakes their hand and kisses their ass. The comedy store never gave a fuck about the agents. 
They don't give a fuck about you. You don't even get free tickets. Fuck you. Fuck and the only you. way they get free tickets is if you call in. You say, hey, I need two tickets for my agent. Then the agent gets free tickets. If they, the agent's on his own, he's fucked. You know, you're going to have to pay. It costs 20 bucks, and this guy over here, he's going to take your money. They, they don't do that in other clubs. But because of that, that place was just this place where you, you just saw wild shit. I saw your dick there at least 100 times. There was at least 100 times where Joey pulled his dick out of stage. Jealous. The, the one that the I one took night, my fucking dick out. This is, this is the, the, the one I got to tell that's the, the, first time the ever. girl. What's her, that's, what the fuck's her name? The female comic. Oh, the one that sued Don Barris? Yes. What is her name? Judy. Judy. Judy okay, Canciati. Look, yeah, okay. So this is what happens. She goes on stage. We shouldn't have said her name. <laughs> she goes on stage. So she's, she's on stage and she's not doing very well. And we're all barbecued. We're high as fuck. It's eight people. Yeah. It's a Monday yeah. night. It's a Monday night. There's uh, no one there. You know, there's nobody there. There's no one there. It was a small crowd. <clears throat> so um, while she's on stage, Joey goes into the back area. There's like this backstage area that's like a, in the OR. The OR is a small room. It only seats about a buck fifty. But it does have a stage with a little backstage area. So Joey goes into the backstage area. He goes to the backstage area and takes off all of his clothes, and he waits. And so she's doing her act, and when she gets to her punchlines, she hits the punchline, and Joey opens the curtains and shakes his dick and then closes them up real quick, and the people go crazy. And you see this spark in her eye, like, the she jokes was killing. are finally she working. Like, I'm finally doing it. Oh, my God. Now I see what it's like. I could do it all. You could see her loosen up and get confident. You could see her relax. And every time she hit a punchline, Joey would pop open that curtain, shake his dick, and close it. <laughs> and the people were fucking just stomping their feet, laughing, slapping their tables. She never did know that you did that. I don't that. think she ever knew. She never knew you did that. We couldn't break her heart. She thought that. She was on the phone the with CAA that ever. morning. She had so much confidence the next night. You remember the last, the next time we saw her on stage, and no. the, the same jokes just, just didn't, didn't work. It was like they oh. just weren't the same. They just, she had the magic. Like she had it for one night, oh. and she didn't even know. I wonder if she's like thinking back to what she ate that night. Like, I got to eat the same food every day. And she's been eating like bologna sandwiches for the last 20 years. It's hard to talk shit about anybody who's not funny because nobody's funny in the beginning. You know, it's like, how come some people figure out how to be funny and some people don't? I mean, funny is a strange thing. There's some folks that, you know, they might be intelligent. They might be cool. They might, but there's something about them that's just not funny. You know, and it's just no, no matter how hard they try, for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to connect. <clears throat> We've all know guys who've been open micers for twenty years, right? You know those guys? Yeah, and they're happy there. Some of them, they're some of them there. still can't figure out what the fuck it is. You know, yeah. it's weird. I've been following like really weird people on Twitter lately, but I've been following Dexter's uh, uh, ex-wife, or I guess wife. No spoiler alert, but uh, you know the main girl from Dexter right. on Twitter. It is so weird to follow somebody that you know is supposed you, to be dead or something, right? Or or that's supposed to be like, oh my god, I right. shouldn't be following her. Dexter's going to get pissed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, I saw what he did ridiculous. to the the neighbor, you know. But it's well, you know about that weird. dude that thought he was Dexter, that dude up in uh, British Columbia. Really? Well, wait, wait, wait. I never heard, haven't heard he was this. A giant crazy Dexter fan winded up committing a murder and getting wow. caught for it. I do feel like after watching that show so much that I find myself doing things like, you know, like, uh, uh, like I'm always thinking twice, like, what would my dad do? You know, I'm like, wait a second. I'm not, I'm just getting the mail. <laughs> oh, well, you watch 10 episodes of the fucking wild. One shot stone. That's yeah, gotta yeah. be psychological. Yeah, that's, what it is, man. That's, that's a dark show. And that's it's kind of weird. Yeah. 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 
It's good yeah. though, huh? The yeah. first season. By the way, now, now I could talk about it. Uh, I thought the John Lithgow season was the best season. Oh, okay, maybe it was. I, I, I mean, when I said it was only based on the very first episode that I saw. Oh, granted, okay. I was getting a little tired of the whole every week somebody gets murdered thing. Yeah, like, for whatever there was reason, a formula to it. Yeah, that, that if you get caught in yeah, that like, formula, okay, it's with twenty minutes late. Right, someone's gonna, you know, twenty minutes left in the show. Who's he gonna kill? Well, you know, I tell you what, that whole, the Schmitz, uh, third season, whatever his name is, yeah. Jimmy Smith or whatever his name yeah. is, I thought that was the worst season. I hated that did season. You? Yeah, I did not like that season. I did season. not mind it. I didn't it mind it. It wasn't the best. The I best season it. was the first one. The first one was the a first motherfucker. The first one was the best. First of all, the first one was a motherfucker because I understand the guy got sick and, you know, and he had some health problems. But right. in the first one, he looked like a killer. Like he was right. built. Too. Right. I didn't buy him when he lost all that muscle. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds silly. But I just, I'm like, you're jujitsu and people, and you look like a skinny, See, little, I, I non-athletic never, I guy. never even thought he had muscle to begin with. No, you he know? looks I'm, like, if you look at the first one, you know what it looks like to me? Like, there's dudes that you go to jujitsu with, and you, you see them, and they're like purple belts or something like that, and you look at them, and you're like, this fucking guy's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to be hard to roll with this right. guy. He's got like a big neck, strong shoulders. I'm like, this is going to be a battle. You just look at him. That's kind of what he looked like in the first season. He looked like a dude who's like a sturdy dude. You know, I bought that he was like this killer that he and it made him look just a little more sinister, even though he's polite. He looks so much like a victim. Yeah, but maybe that's why they picked Jonathan Lithgow, because they're like, oh, anyone could be him. (laughs) Here's my problem. And this is I mean, granted, I'm a commentator for fucking cage fighting. But when John Lithgow got her in that weak ass rear naked choke, I was like, what? the? You ain't could put nobody to sleep with that bitch. You know, what's so funny. (laughs) And and the fucking chick with a buck. People buck. They don't just lay there and accept the fact you're choking them. I try. Let me tell you something my daughter who she's fucking two okay she's 30 pounds she had something stuck in her nose last night all right and it was a she she had a little barbie doll shoe and she fucking shoved it up her nose and it was like up her nose and she was pawing at it and i had to hold her down and get it out of her nose and dude she's fucking 30 pounds and she's screaming and freaking and kicking and i can barely get a hold of her nose and hold her little tiny head to pull this thing out now, John Lithgow's got some woman, a grown-ass woman, who knows right. some crazy man's about to fuck right. her dead body. Right. And she's just going to go, oh, my God, you're putting me to sleep. Shut the fuck up. Right. Retake that. Right. I wouldn't want to grab the actor. I would want to grab the actor and just hold him down and just start smacking him in the face. You know oh, come on, get up. Get up. Get up. Have him fucking freak out. Have him think that you're going to die. Like, you, you might die in this. You, I might not ever let you up, you fuck. I might just beat the fuck out of you to death right here. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's how you feel when someone's choking you to death in a bathtub. You don't just, oh, he's got me. That was stupid. You know what, though? It's like it's so funny because while I'm watching it, doing John Lithgow doing these moves and stuff, I'm like thinking of you watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know Joe's just getting pissed right now. You know, but what's so funny is that you get so mad about just a choke that like Dude, to me, to I'm me, like, all right, I'll just... buy the choke, but I can't buy that fucking cell phone. It looks like it was made in paintbrush. You know, like incoming call. Oh, right. Where are you at? Oh, there's, there's... <laughs> When you look at the graphics, you yeah. know there's no right. fucking phone like, that makes right. that graphic. Right. What Celtech? Celtech. Celtech is not a real phone company. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just, it, you know, to me that that scene where he kills that woman in the tub is just as unrealistic as Spock grabbing people by the neck and putting them to sleep. That's just just like a ninja death right. touch to me. People freak the fuck out when you're choking them. Okay, they hyperventilate, Absolutely. they right. kick, they spaz. Right, you know that's a vi- that's made by someone who's never seen anybody get choked, and the guy who's doing it's never choked anybody. And there was and no the girls never on been the choked. Set. Not yeah. nobody. They should say. have been freaking the fuck out. You don't just choke someone like that. They go crazy. Right. They try to survive. You're in a fucking bathtub with a naked old dude. 
Yeah. He's behind you, and you just kind of just. Yeah. You would bite that motherfucker. You'd be fighting for your life at that point. I would be more believable that he would move his blood samples out of the air conditioning unit after the first, second, third, or fourth time. See, I'm yeah. thinking more of shit like that. I'm yeah. like, come on, you take your fucking blood samples and you put it underneath the toilet or something. Yeah, I didn't need that. <laughs> I didn't need that little thing, that evidence, the little thing that he, you know, the trophies. Right. I didn't need that. But I guess that's a thing that serial killers do, though. Well, yeah, I, I agree, but you know, I look at a show like that, but then you know, last week Eddie said that he liked True Blood, <laughs> and and I just get so angry. I've been fighting people off Twitter all week about True Blood lovers. It's another fucking... goddamn vampire God show. How many it. vampire shows are there now? There's a no, new one. There's a new out. one. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? And what is happened going to the fucking on? capes? What happened to the black shirt with the fucking thing? <laughs> what happened to the thing that they hypnotize you with? They just fucking evolved. That's it. No cape. No nothing. They show up with fucking pale. That Robert Patterson looks like he's been getting punched in the nose. And the other fucking kid and the chick. I don't know, no, bro. I don't even play the vampire thing, guys. I don't even fucking go there. I don't go halfway there. My wife watches True Blood. I leave the fucking house. You understand me? On Sunday nights, I don't like none of that shit. I don't know where it came from. It just snuck up on us like fucking. I know. Crazy. It just snuck up on us. A swarm of vampires. CW got a show now. ABC ABC got a show. show. Everybody got a show about that. And I don't listen, bro. I don't know. I'm out of my fucking. What what, what's that other popular show with kids right now? There's another vampire show. It's Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. That one. What the fuck? It, and there's another one that's just about to start. That's brand new. That's coming out soon. Can you have too many fucking? Va- will, will there be a bounce back? Can we expect? I don't know because there's people in the chat room. They're saying, "Dude, True Blood is legit." You know, <laughs> see, see, they just don't fucking get what I'm. Ta- we're talking about <laughs> just the fact that there's a chat room and people are talking about. It. <laughs> Fucking kills me right there. That destroys my dude. People, life is too goddamn easy. People are soft as fuck. They are soft as shit on a hot summer day. Christ, people are fucking soft. And they're not even interesting fucking vampires. That's what I'm saying to you. They have no character. You know, well, they don't kill anybody. They live off animals. At least the the Twilight ones. He lives off animals, and he can go outside in the daytime. What? You know what they've done? They've pretty much taken the soap opera, a dying thing. They've taken off the evil guy with the patch and made him a vampire. Yeah. And that's what the shows you guys are watching is fucking soap operas with vampires. Dude. Bro, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I bought, I bought the fucking movie. The first one with Wesley Snipes, Spade. Oh, oh Blade. Blade. That's Spade. 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 Blade. David Spade. This summer. Blade, Spade. Let me tell you Listen, something. I bought if, that. If Spade wasn't a name for a black guy, it wouldn't be nearly as when funny. When he fucking met with the Chinese people, I bought that. Shit. I was like those Chinese oh, people. Oh, dude! I was a vampires. huge blade. I was a big blade. I loved when blade. I was a kid. But that's it. That's where it ends. I don't want to see all this new shit. Guys with Rastafarian hair and True Blood to the vampires. That's bullshit. Yeah. I don't like that shit. It scares me. I don't fucking want to see. When that I was shit. a kid, Blade was my one of my favorite comic book characters. <clears throat> that was a badass. Was he comic black even character. then? Yeah, he was black, and he used to have little knives made out of teak wood. He would kill people with teak because they were all vampires. So he'd kill them with wood. So he had wood knives. Made out of this really hard wood. And I love that stuff. The chest. Everything else, I gotta tell you guys, I don't even go. I don't even fucking put this shit on. They changed so much about the whole vampire lore. I mean, the whole thing. They, what the fuck happened to Transylvania? <laughs> Did they just blow this motherfucker up? It's Seattle now, bro. I want to see where the fuck the app phone on the iPhone is to fucking Transylvania. When I was a kid, you want to see a vampire? We gotta go to Transylvania. Now they don't even talk about fucking Transylvania. It just disappeared. <laughs> 
Go look it up. Fucking Transylvania. What the fuck is it? It's and in they Pennsylvania. Were, they were Russian it? people. Like they had a, an accent and shit like that when they were from Bulgaria. All of a sudden now they're fucking Spanish. So if I was a smart man, everyone should like bet money what the next monster is going to be. You know, it's you know like it's not going to be vampires. What's the next thing? Like Bigfoot's going to come back, make a comeback or something? Well, there's another vampire thing by Guillermo del Toro. I don't know how do you say his name. How do you say his name? Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. Guillermo yeah. del Toro. He wrote a book called The Strain, and I, I saw. I read the book. It wasn't that good. It started off really good. It started off like, wow, this is a crazy-ass vampire movie. Like, this is, like, really suspenseful. But then towards the end, it was almost like he was just trying to finish it. It's like, you know, and then the guy jumps out of the car. The guy kills him. It was, like, it was really bad. The end, like, towards the end, like, it's almost like he was trying to jam a six-series book or a two- or three-series book, rather, into one book. So it's, it, it dies. But they're, they're going to do something with that. They're going to make that some sort of a... A big uh, event, but at least he's a murderous, evil fucking vampire, and he, he and then he runs, you know, like takes over New York City. It's pretty crazy shit, but it just ends bad, you know. And maybe if they can fix the ending, but the in the writing in the script, I mean, it, maybe it was creatively directed, and they did a good job with it. But the it, the writing was just it was kind of clumsy at the end. But what 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 is it about people that are fucking obsessed with vampires out of all the animal, all the monsters, all the things to be worried about in the world? Why would it be vampires? It's not that they're obsessed. It's, it's the hot thing right now. In two years, this vampire thing will be gone. Twilight, those two fucking half a fags will be dead somewhere. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think it's going to keep going. You know why I think it's going to keep going? Sex in the city. I didn't understand Sex in the City. I couldn't believe that. I mean, I, I watched it a couple times. I'm like, yeah, it's a, kind of a cool show. But it's not just that, that people like it, but they go fucking crazy for it. Girls love They respond to it. Like, it, it, it resonates in them in a way that a guy can't understand. You know, to a guy like you or I, you watch it, you go, that's a funny show. But to them, it's like a movement. It's like something that, like, validates them. Like, this fucking movie, the, the last one when they went to Dubai, I saw more people get fired up about going to see Did you Sex see in it? the City. No. Right. You saw it, though. Right. We talked about that. Was it terrible? No, it's it was not bad. Sick. It wasn't bad. Not bad. It's not all right. I seen the first one on cable when the second one came out. I was in a hotel room. You know, it wasn't bad, guys. I think I what that is... And then Joey called me and we talked about it for two hours. That's the kind of <laughs> resonating to entertainment for women... Okay, that, that Twilight is for, like, young girls. And young girls, not just young girls. Women in their 30s are in yeah, Twilight. Yeah, women in their 40s are in yeah, Twilight, Yeah, there's, there's a romantic parties. aspect to the vampires. That, you know, there's something in the writing. I know how we can do it. We can, we can kill vampires today, guys. We make a movie about vampires that cheat. <laughs> now, hold on one second. Now, now, guys, vampires how, are cheaters. That's I don't, don't want to be an asshole. I don't. I never watched any of the movies. They suck what cock. is? What is the? the they don't the, even suck blood. What is suck the, cock. The, the whole thing of, of Twilight? I don't. I'm not. Well, they're vampires. There's a family but, of vampires, and they try not to eat people because they're nice. But why are the women in love with them? Is because, because they, they don't cheat. Super, vampires super, don't cheat. He's super romantic. Like the, the <laughs> if you read the book, it's all about him being. He's really romantic. You know, he's this guy that lived hundreds of years ago. Meanwhile, he's a fucking pedo. He's banging some high school chick. Now, the whole thing's kind of creepy yeah. when you think about it. I mean, the guy's fucking 300 years old and he's hanging out with some 17-year-old chick. What the fuck do you have to say to a chick who's 17 when you're 300? My, my problem you know? is the chick in that movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that... What the fuck do you have to say? The biggest problem in that, those movies is the chick, though. She chose somebody that's dead instead of somebody that just turns into a dog once in a while, but he's alive. Could you imagine if that chick was trying to talk to you about some stupid new song that was out? Like, oh my God, I love this song. He'd be like, bitch, I was around when they didn't have cars. 
Do you understand that? I, there was no photographs when I was born. My friends had a fucking okay. triangle. That yeah. was it. And yeah, you we, we used to, to me about an organ. We used to find our way across oceans by staring at the stars. <laughs> what, what do you want to talk to me about, you stupid fuck? He would just kill her and eat her. He wouldn't be able to take that bullshit. 300-year-old man talking to a 17-year-old girl. Can, you're 44 years old. Can you talk to a 17-year-old? Fuck no. You could talk to her like she's a nice kid. Like, so what do you want to do when you get out of college? So what are you thinking? Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, well, that's a child. And this guy's banging her. This, this is a stupid-ass fucking movie. It's, the premise is absolutely, completely ridiculous. It would have been way better if it was a grown woman, like in her 20s or 30s or something, gets divorced, branches out her own, meets a vampire, falls in love. That would work. This fucking high school chick, he's going to high school, and he's banging a 17-year-old, and no one think, thinks that's crazy. Hey, <laughs> Forget about the fact that he's even a vampire. He's interested in her. She's fascinating to him. It's a fucking baby. It's a baby. Imagine how young a 17-year-old girl is to you. You're 44. What the fuck would it be if you were 300? You know? I mean, what are you what talking about? What would my balls now? look like if I was 300? That motherfucker could speak Latin, and he's talking and, to the 17 year And if you're 300 years old, you'd be fucking black chicks by then. You know? You'd be done with the white race altogether. <laughs> you'd be like fucking... <laughs> You'd be, oh. be getting the darkest black girl. Why you can does that happen with so many older <laughs> Italian guys, old like De Niro type guys? Like, yeah. Fucking, oh yeah, you're right. Else is, is yeah. Uh, Bill Maher's all black yeah. too. Yeah. They just go fuck white bitches. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You don't want to get freaky. You want to complain. <laughs> you don't want to shake that ass. <laughs> you're, not, you're not down for the party. Get the fuck out. Go, go. I'm done. I'm Al- done. Alan Thicke's all black too. I heard. Alan Thicke. Mm-hmm. Alan Thicke is a cool motherfucker. Dude, he gets it on the side. Dude. We had Alan Thicke on, um, we had him on Fear Factor. He did Celebrity Edition. That dude is funny as fuck. Smooth, professional, always got a smile on his face. One-liners just coming left and right, really? totally naturally. I was kidding about Hilarious. Alan Thicke. Hilarious. Hilarious. What'd you say? I was kidding about the Alan Thicke thing. Oh, you didn't make up something about it. Hey, look, what about this chick that went around the world on the raft? Fill me in. Oh, that poor Fill me the fuck Dude, I, you, you know, know we need to this? quit letting these stupid young chicks get on rafts just because they want to break records. There has to be, like, laws against this. They had a this. saver, and they put it back on the boat. and Yeah, it's fucking retarded. That's what that's what Farmville is for, chick. Well, you know what, man? It's irresponsible of her parents, man. It just flat out is. There's no way you can have your shit totally together at 16 years of age. There's no way you should be allowed not just out there living in an apartment by yourself or staying in a hotel room by yourself, unsupervised. It's no, you know, you, you you might be a little bit naive about the way the world works. You might not have ever been fucked over. You might not truly understand like how deceptive people can be. You, you shouldn't even let your 16-year-old be by herself in a big city. You're going to let her out in the ocean, you crazy fuck? You're going to let her get on a boat? Now, where did this start? It started right She's here? She's apparently like a really good boater. Oh, uh, where, what location? I don't know. Is it starting Cal? And then where's she going? I don't know. But what, she's what, on the ocean it? by herself. I just want to know where it started and where it's supposed I, to. I just find out. Know? I was just looking pictures of her. Yeah, I just want to know if where it starts, where it ends. What's the say? What's the story, Brian? Sixteen-year-old girl, right? Sixteen-year-old girl lost sea butthole. Oh, girl lost sea butthole. But two words. Two holes. Sixteen. First one. Teen sailor lost at sea. <laughs> now hit click on the images and send, let me know uh, if there's a butthole. Uh, okay. By the way, have you seen that Miley Cyrus Perez See, Hilton this, shit this, that blew up? What we're, t- we're talking about, this is high-level internet geek shit that Brian is throwing at you. 
Brian probably does this with every story in the news. Always adds, adds butthole, butthole at the end. I just want to see who gets it. Searches. Who, get, who gets the first butthole. Someone will put up a goatsy and attach it somehow with tags, and it will be on Google Images, and he'll hack his way to the first position. Absolutely. You know what happened with my girl Miley Cyrus? Yeah, so Perez Hilton was showing Miley Cyrus's Vijay on his website. There's a picture of it. Someone took a picture of it. I don't know who took All right, so Miley Cyrus was getting out of a car, and there was like a Britney Spears crotch shot, and President put it on his website. He Twittered it. And then, like, a couple hours later, the picture was taken down from TwitPic or whatever right. you put it up. Uh, now, the picture is fucking vagina, Mariah, uh, whatever her name is, Miley Cyrus's vagina. And people are, like, saying, you know, that's child porn. It She's is. 17 and stuff fucking like that. Kid. So then there was, like, this whole movement showing that the other pictures from that day, uh, like, you know, minutes or seconds before, and it shows her having underwear on. Now, uh Perez went on his website saying today, hey, that's not a real picture, blah, blah, blah. It's been photoshopped, blah, Doesn't blah, blah. Matter. Right, right. So, but then you go to what would Tyler Durden do, WWTDD.com, and there's pictures of her from the same shoot where he doesn't show the underwear. Like, like you can't see the underwear anymore. So you think the underwear was photoshopped? So on? now it's doing that whole shit when Britney Spears uh, people did this too. They're fucking putting fake photos out to f- cover up fake or real photos. Or right. Fake photos. So that Snopes or something grabs it and right. looks at it and goes, oh, that's here's not her. really her vagina. Yeah. And it's probably and Perez. People love to do the opposite. It's right? Perez's people probably too. Uh, well, they should be. He's yeah. pretty web savvy, right? I mean, but, he owns a giant website. Yeah, but even if you put up a photo of a fake vagina on a 17-year-old, I believe it's, it's illegal. illegal. Absolutely, it's illegal. Well, that's why uh, on the board, the mods have pulled pictures down many times where it was uh, girls that even just looked like they were under 18. You know, because you don't want to get caught with that kind of shit, man. That's some serious, serious, serious shit. Even just like a, a fake picture of a young girl's pussy can get you locked up. You Fuck know, you Perez. can get in a lot of problems. Perez well, is a fucking <clears throat> retard, dude. When he used to make fun of Adam Sandler's kid and doing all that bullshit, that's just, you know, he, that dude just nice needs guy. to be shut up. He would be a benefit from three years in jail, I think. Well, that's why yeah. that dude beat him up from the Black Eyed Peas, whatever. That's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Listening to him afterwards was so ridiculous when he was sitting on the couch going, violence is never the answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, it is. You need the fuck beat out of you. You want to yes. fuck with people? People are going to hit you in the head, stupid. Fuck the only thing that protects you from that is the law. All right, mm-hmm. that's it. Human beings want to, they want to pass that. They want to just find their way around that. They want to cause you pain. You know why? Because you're putting out a lot of negative energy. You know, what I, you know what I want to see? Jonathan Lithgow and Perez in a bathtub, him choking oh. him out from behind. Do you want to see that? Do you think that he would struggle? <laughs> no, I think he would just let it go, let <clears throat> it happen. Do you think his butthole would open up like a flower? Like a fleshlight. And just lock a hold of Lithgow's body and pull him into his asshole? <laughs> <laughs> like a garbage disposal? <laughs> His butthole's got fucking shark teeth in it and shit. Just grinding up. He is so fucking disgusting, that Perez Hilton, bro. He is so fucking disgusting as a human being. I look at him, I don't get it, man. That whole, his whole site is set up to be mean to people. And some of it's funny. I think some of what he says is funny. But I mean, I think he could all. I mean, I think we could all benefit from a little less negativity in the world. Let me tell you something. The if negativity, you live by the, the sword, shit, you die by the sword. I know, the, mean sh- the mean shit doesn't make me laugh. You know, when he shits on <coughs> people's kids being ugly, or you know, calls certain women ugly. You know, you don't like the way they look. Who gives a fuck? Unless you're saying something really funny. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't shit on them like that. Shit on things they can't control. What their fucking kids look like? Like really? Mm-hmm. That's just negative. You know, it's not. And the people that enjoy that are cunts. They're cunts. The people that don't feel bad when someone's shitting on someone's kids. Like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. You know, because they're ugly. Man, what was he saying about <clears throat> Sailor's kid? Uh, it was just that it was ugly and blah 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 and making fun of how like she looked. The, the, a kid, not not Adam Sandler. The, 
His kids. I just think he's probably had a lot of people fuck with him in his life, and he's probably got a lot of pent up hostility. If I had a guess, I can't wait to one of those loped up fucking rappers who don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what happened. The Will I Am thing. They were so lucky that that was outside. Yeah, yeah, but Will I Am pulled his hair. That ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Will I Am. It was another one. Yeah, yeah. It's because you know what he's Will Will I Am said. You know, I'm a fucking artist. Like respect me. I'm an artist. And he goes, You're not a fucking artist. You're a fucking faggot. And someone went, oh, no. Bam. Bam. This fucking hand came out of nowhere and clips him. I mean, the dude barely got hit. Okay. It was a scratch, a tiny little scratch. Violence. It was nothing. And he's screaming the next day, violence is never the answer. I mean, it was like another version of leave Britney alone. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, it was like that. And I wonder if he was was. thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this Britney thing. I'm going to be so serious. Was he I think every person at one point in their life needs to get their ass kicked. You know, I get my ass kicked all the time in jiu-jitsu, and I think that is very good for you. It's very humbling to get your ass kicked. And when dudes have never experienced the, the frustration and anger of another dude on them taken out in a physical form, if you've never experienced that, you're going to talk a lot of stupid shit. You know, you're going to get mean to people for no reason. You're not going to be civil when you can be. You have the option to be a nice person. You're choosing not to be. And you're making it a pain in the ass for all the rest of us. And someone's going to punch you in your fucking head. Mm-hmm. All right? And if no one's around, you're fucked. Okay? If no one's around and they find you and you've been mean to people for no fucking reason, talk shit on someone's kid, they might kick you in the dick. Or they're going to cover their whole kitchen with plastic and when he's mm. going inside the kitchen, he's going to come up from behind him with a syringe into the neck and he's going to wake up covered up in... <laughs> well, you know, he's part of that movement, so dog. Dexter. That fucking guy is part That's of that movement about. where they say shit to you, and they think yeah. they're cool, and then when you smack them, they dial 911. That's 90% well, of these know motherfuckers what? now. They, there's a you living know? in it, though. See, there's a living in it. People enjoy it. They enjoy sure all this mean shit, and that's that's what the problem is. The problem is that, the, the, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, that I'm above this in any way, shape, or form, because I'm definitely not. I'll go to those sites. I'll go to, I'll, I'll pick up Us Weekly if I'm taking a shit. I see an Us Weekly. I'm like, all right, who's fucking up? Who's doing something mean? Who's who, who's an asshole? Who's getting sued? You know, I I'll, draw cum coming out of your mouth all the time. Oh, how rude! <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just there's a there's a, a part of us that likes likes getting upset at people. There's a part of us that likes going. Fuck you posted him. how you fucking loser. You posted before. There's a guy on Twitter. You posted before that I was going to come up. Everybody put some nice stuff on there. One guy said, "Fuck you, Tubby." You know, of course. And, but what kills me is if you're going to be a tough guy, come out of the fucking internet. There's a million tough guys on the internet. Well, there's, there's a million fucking tough guys on the internet. And when you tell them to go fuck their mother in the ass, then you never hear from them again. Yeah. See, I don't fuck around. I tell them exactly, go light your mother's pussy on fire or whatever. And then they don't bother me no more. There's stuff that I don't like. Okay? There's, oh, there's, there's, there's stuff that shit. I don't That's like. That's why I don't really fuck with it that much, you know? I, leave, I got into it with a kid from my hometown on Facebook a couple of fucking weeks ago. A Bible beater. 20 oh. years ago, I was sell, he was selling me quaaludes. Now he's telling me that I shouldn't curse on Facebook. Oh, God. You know, those motherfuckers. I hate all that shit. You want to hear some negativity on the internet? This is a hilarious story. And this happened uh, uh, this weekend. I was in uh, Vancouver for the UFC. And apparently, I got in an elevator with some dude. And um, the dude didn't say hi to me or nothing. But he said I gave him this look. Like I didn't like him or like, a, you know, like back the fuck off look. And then he says that he said 
take care, guys. And then we said nothing. And then he left the elevator like, wow, Joe Rogan's a fucking asshole. So he goes online and makes this whole thread about me being in an elevator with him and no conversation taking place at all, but me being this asshole. Like, I'm giving him this look. I think I'm a badass and I got short man syndrome and, you know, and, and fucking, I, I got problems communicating with people. Like, it was crazy shit. And I'm like, if I saw you, if you said something to me, anything, if you said, you know, take care, I would have definitely said, you too, man. I always say that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I cannot, you, I could fucking hate you. And if you said, take care, man, have a good day, I'd be like, all right, dude, take it easy. I would, I would fucking respond to you. I wouldn't just stand there stone-faced. Even if I fucking hated you, I would say something. I'm not a mean person. I'm not the type of person that does shit like that. So it was either one or two things happened. Either he said it and I didn't hear it, or I responded like, all right, dude, take care, and he didn't hear that. Either one. And the dude was high. That was the other thing. So he was probably a little bit paranoid and a little bit starstruck. But he makes this crazy fucking thread. And then I tell him, you know, I get on and I said, hey, I'm, I'm sorry you had a bad experience, but it was probably a misunderstanding. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. If you're nice to me, if you're not retarded, you know, and you're cool to me, I'm going to be cool to you back. I try to be cool to everybody. I'm like, it was just a misunderstanding. Well, the thread, he says, all right, cool, man. Sorry, no big deal. Well, the thread keeps going on and on and on. And he keeps commenting on it. Like, he keeps going back to it and back to it. Like, I did something to him. And then finally, I come back and I go, listen, man. I go, you're out of line. I go, nothing happened. You're making this thread about a conversation that didn't take place. Do you understand? We didn't even say a word to each other. Like, this is crazy. You're still going on about this. And then he comes back. Fuck you. I'm out of line. You fucking piece of shit. Wow. You you fucking short man syndrome. You're like one of those chachis that wear those tight shirts. And you walk around like you're a fucking badass. How crazy is that? And I'm like, Well, he wow. can't back down now. You know, he has like this was on or not. Crazy. Yeah, you're this not- is out of nowhere. I mean, I'm not saying anything negative to this dude. Right. I'm saying he's out of line. That's but all. You I'm saying. With four other guys. Huh? You were in the elevator with three other people. No, me and Eddie Bravo. Oh, me and Eddie Bravo. Say, so who yeah. the fuck is he anyway? You have the conversation. I'm on the phone before. Exactly. On the way here, I stop. I'm talking to somebody, and the next thing you know, somebody comes up to me. No, excuse me. I would never come up to somebody when. I- but that's the new tread. I'm here, and you're Joe Rogan, so you have to say something. You have to say I don't think it was that. Though. This is what I think it was. I think he was a little high. He was a little paranoid, and I think he's a little sensitive. And, you know, sometimes people think that people think they're better than you, and that fucking sucks. Nobody wants to be around some. If I'm around someone like an actor or someone, and they get douchey, I'll say something stupid to them. You know, if I'm around some asshole actor, it's one of the reasons why I don't like being around actors. A lot of them play fucking games. They say stupid shit to you. They say, like, I was on a set with this one guy once, and we were about to do this scene, and uh, I'm just being cool with him. Like, all right, all right, dude. And he's about to walk away, and he goes, you have almost no hair. And he walks away. I go, what? I go, what'd you say? Nothing. And just walks away. Like, he said something to try to fuck with my head before I did the scene. Like, picking on my hair for falling out. <laughs> so, and I, and so then I saw him the next day. And uh, it was still in my head. And he started to try to fuck with me again. And, and then I just, I just said something to him. Like, dude, don't, don't fucking get stupid with me. You know, don't, don't like, play little insult games with me. I go, you and I will never have a real conversation ever again. All right? You know why? Because you're a fucking idiot. I was nice to you. And you came with this. You know, you're, you, you know, it wasn't like a joke. It was like he said something, like a little slightly insulting thing, and then walked away. I mean, you could say that, like, dude, your hair's falling out. I'm like, fuck you, you ugly bitch. You got a mirror? And then would be, we could be joking with each other, and we could be friends. But when I know that someone's trying to fuck with me, like, why are you doing that? This isn't funny. Like, you're trying to be shitty with me. That happens with actors all the time. With actors, you're always dealing with a little psychological bullshit. They're all fucking tweaked out and freaked out because they don't create anything. They have to have someone come to them with scripts and ideas and pick them and choose them. It's like the only art form where somebody has to pick you so you can perform. 
You know, I mean, if you're a fucking musician, you, you do your goddamn music. You make your own shit. You're a comic, you write your own jokes. If you're an actor, you have to sit around and wait for someone to give you a role. You know, that, I mean, you could, I guess you could put together your own shit and throw it up on YouTube if you want to get crazy. I had, I've ran into something that goes along this whole line the same uh, a couple of days ago. This guy I know wrote something to a friend of mine that was so fucked up. Like, and uh, so I took a screenshot of it. He wrote, you're a dirty fucking whore. Your tits look like shit. Oh. Obviously, you're desperate for attention. Get a life. Three minutes later, he wrote, you are so desperate for your attention. Your tits you post look like shit. You're a oh. funny girl who is lonely. So... This guy, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like going, somehow he has connection with Opie and Anthony. Not really sure how yet. But then I go through it, and he has this fucking envelope where it has his full address. And so Dexter style, I Googled his address, fucking took a picture of his house, and on another Twitter account sent it to him and goes, that's a very rude thing to say. Now he uh, deleted all those fo uh, posts and stuff like oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's how you do it. You fucking and, and tweet and his, his, later t his latest uh, tweets have been, I feel really sick. I've never been this sick in my life. And wow. Stuff like <laughs> you freaked him the fuck out. Yeah. And it's so crazy because he has, like, his pictures and his whole Twitter is a real Twitter. And he's a family guy. He has a, a daughter. He's a oh. Son. And I'm thinking, how do you do this when you have a daughter? Dude, that's so sad. But I'm really interested to find out what his connection to the Open Anthony show is because he has all these shots from like in the studio with Jim Norton, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you could find out. I know. You got pictures of him and everything? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Well, we'll send it to Anthony. <laughs> Anthony can tell us or Jimmy will tell us. Yeah. Wow. Crazy people. Well, so don't. this guy. I, I got on afterwards, and he goes back and forth and starts bringing up a video of me being an asshole to some guy from, like, nine years ago <laughs> as proof that I'm a douchebag. I'm like, you're trying to distract from our conversation. Like, we didn't have a conversation, all right? There was nothing. Nothing took place, and you made this whole thread about it. And now you're screaming and swearing at me and insulting me. Like, but this is craziness. Do you understand this? And so he actually came on and apologized. And then I came on and said, it's all good. You know, no harm done. It's just I think it sucks when because the, the fucking thread by this time everyone's piling on everyone's like you insecure piece of shit like what the fuck is wrong with you like what are you crazy like so many people are saying the guy's crazy and a few people i'm saying i, I met joe rogan he's a douchebag some of them are like making up stories like you told this fighter not to sign my autograph which is just fucking so complete, crazy complete horse shit so anyway the dude he apologizes and i say it's all good you know i think that we all learn from uh, being criticized, you know, I don't. It doesn't feel good to say people to hear people say you suck and to hear people, you know, call you a piece of shit and, and and criticize you. But it's good because when you realize that you're having a negative effect on people, it makes you think like, what is this effect that I'm not seeing? Like, I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing. I'm thinking I'm living my life. What am I doing that's making people so upset with me? Like, what is it? Is it real? You know, what is it? Is it? Is there? A, is it a jealousy issue? Is it a, is it an alpha male issue? Is it a? a, a am I being too? Uh, insensitive like what is it I think it sucks to admit that we all have like little little issues but being criticized like especially online I think it accelerates your social development because it makes you a little bit more aware of what a bunch of anonymous people really truly feel about what you say you know you don't get that too much in real life, you know? In real life, you know, there's a lot of people that, especially, like, until the internet came around, they were, they were, you know, they could bullshit their way through, you know? You could bullshit your way and charm people, but you can't fucking charm anonymous douchebags on the internet. Anonymous douchebags on the internet will go, Always you know, fuck you, you fucking hack, you suck, you know, you're nothing, you're a loser, you're going to die like that. Like, they, they'll go after you, man. They'll go after you. But you develop two things. One, you develop a, a thick skin from that. 
where like it doesn't hurt anymore. Now it just feels weird. It's like what is this guy doing? Like, what it doesn't you think hurt. of that? Yeah. What yeah. would what would make you do something like that? In the middle you gotta of have that? hate. You guys got to be something, something wrong with you. So what? I got on an elevator with a guy having a good day, guys. They didn't hear me or whatever. I get off. I go home. It's like the people who go to comedy clubs and write a letter saying that you insulted them, that you wrote a joke or you said something on stage. What would make you go home and write a fucking letter about your experience at a comedy club Free because somebody tickets. said it? Well, here's a lady that wrote a... Did I ever tell you the time that a lady wrote about my uh, retarded Jesus joke? Remember my retarded Jesus yeah. joke? I had a joke about cloning because there was, a, there was a, a group called the Second Coming Project. And the Second Coming Project, they were going to take some DNA from the Shroud of Turin or some other religious artifacts and try to clone Jesus. And they thought that that would be the bringing back of the Messiah, that would be the second coming, would actually be through science, and that they would clone Jesus. And so I, I wrote this joke about, well, you know, cloning has not been perfected yet. Like, Dolly the sheep, she had all sorts of genetic issues, and she died young. And, you know, that was, like, considered a success. There's a lot of failures, I'm sure, that we never heard about that were, like, horrible genetic disasters and fucking monsters and shit. I'm like, what if they clone Jesus and the first one comes out retarded? <laughs> like what they, I mean, that's possible. That Down syndrome. What do they do? They kill it. They awful. start from scratch, or do they just go? Yeah, maybe it's a test. It's a test. He's testing us. Instead of turning water into wine, he turns like dog shit into cookies. <laughs> and I had this whole thing where they were following Jesus everywhere. He was like, "I want to go to the park today." They're like, don't you think we should seal the hip, you know, heal the sick or help? No, no, no. The park. So they're <laughs> all in the park waiting for him to come up with, you know, the fucking answer That's a to great humanity. Joke. Well, this woman got so mad. She got so mad. She wrote this fucking, she, this was, I thought it was really funny about it. She said, um, not only did he tell this horrible joke, but when the audience didn't respond, he insisted on talking about the same subject instead of moving on. Like, she was upset wow. that I wouldn't move on. Like, her version of comedy is you got to do what the audience wants. Like, you're not, you're not supposed to be coming from your own head. You, you only do what they like. You know, it's like, like you're, you're a band. They can yell out, you know, do Hot for Teacher. And you have to sing Hot for Teacher, you know. Like, I thought it was funny. And well, there was people that were laughing. That's, was, that's the same woman that doesn't change the radio station when they're, so they're talking about boobs on Opie and Anthony, yeah, you know, or exactly. whatever. So it's this fucking, re, that's, re, that's a form of retard right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also a person who's very self-righteous because she yeah. thinks that she can get away with telling people what to say and what not to say. You don't have to like comedy. You don't have to like my comedy. It's not for everybody. But just, just either shut up or leave, you know. Don't fucking get angry. Don't yell shit out at me because she was yelling out at me to stop. And uh, stop, stop. Like, I'm talking about your fake guy. Sorry, I'm talking about a fake retarded guy that I made up. That's killing you. Remember, remember one of the remember one of the first videos I filmed for you was I was sitting behind a guy and he was getting so upset oh, yeah. while watching your show. Yeah. And I was filming his legs starting to flinch. He was like fucking looking around. That was it was the arms. Noah's Ark shit. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And then he wrote a like this long yeah. page letter a couple days later. And yeah, we've had a bunch of letters. <laughs> hey Joey, where, did, where does the phrase when you say science? Where did that originally come from? Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science. Science. Uh, science. Okay. If you ever seen the video, the guy was the uh, our answer to the scientist on TV in England. He's old. If you see the video, he would just yell science. That guy's a real. He's like our Bill Nye, the science guy in right. the video. So that's. Uh, oh, what I wanted to talk about while we were talking about the whole Jesus thing that I almost forgot was that giant fucking statue in in. Columbus was it Columbus? No, it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, this fucking seventy-foot Jesus got hit by lightning and caught on fire. And right across the street, the street from it, was a big billboard for the Hustler store. 
I love it. And the Hustler Store, <laughs> like, Hustler Store I, billboard, not a scratch. I love the quote. Yeah, it's like, I think it's kind of messed up, but the Hustler billboard didn't catch it on fire. Yeah. That's just not right. Yeah, <laughs> one guy said, my favorite quote, one guy said, I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I thought the magic man was going to be. I mean, the stupidest thing about it is you're not supposed to make like idols of Jesus. Isn't that like even in the Bible? Right. You're not supposed to like make false You're not false supposed idols. to make churches. Even Doesn't that say in the Bible? Well, he'd rather have you uh, yeah. do it under a tree than break wood or something like yeah. that to make a church or something, yeah. something like that. I can't something remember. like that. I don't know. I cannot co- quote the Bible. You're can I? I just <laughs> I don't know. If I can't can't make no money it. at the park. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I can't. I don't know a goddamn thing in it anymore. I read it when I was younger. I've they, never read when it. I lived in Florida, they made us read it. They didn't make us read it, but they gave it to us, and they gave us an opportunity to read it. They handed out Bibles in the class, and this is—I went from San Francisco to Florida, and San Francisco super liberal, had gay neighbors. My aunt used to go next door and smoke weed with the gay neighbors, and they would get naked and play the bongos together. So I was like around all these hippies and, and war protest type people in San Francisco. So I moved from there to like super religious retard Florida. So I'm, I'm like right around retards, and they're they're handing out Bibles. And this one kid, he gets his Bible. I swear to God, they were fucking. 11, okay? He gets his Bible. I'll never forget this. He goes, I likes to read the Bible. That's what he said. I likes to read the Bible. And then he sits there all like crazy, like excited to be reading this book. Like, whoa. Like what? The, that fucking kid's face and what he said will it's burned definitely, into my head definitely forever. Wapner. Definitely Wapner. Definitely Wapner. <laughs> I went to Catholic school. And I don't remember shit from that Bible. It's guy. so fucking Three, four up. years I went to Catholic school. And I went to a boarding Catholic school. It's so fucked up that that people should allow anyone to push any ideology on their kids. Everybody thinks that like having your kids grow up religion is no big deal and you know it's good for them. I agree to to give some your kids some morals and set some standards of behavior and to tell them that you know about communicating with people that what's important is you be positive, you do good things, be a good person, you know, and, and spread out that good energy, spread out love. But to make the kid, to, to have them go to any fucking super religious school, you're going to fuck their programming up so bad. You know, but no one is objective enough to see that. People just want to have good kids and they want to carry on the tradition that their family Seems had. Seems like religion as a child should start off as a, in a different religion and then move on to Christianity or whatever. Like it should start off as Buddhist, like, you know, just teaching to be a good person. And then you get into like the... the what the they art. should do is teach you the different principles of each religion and not say either one of them is the fucking answer. Right. There's too many of them. You look at all the good aspects of all the different religions and say, well, where did all this come from? We don't know. We don't know where it came from. We assume it came from some wise people that got through a lot of conflict and figured out some way to live life, and then they wrote it down, and some of it makes a lot of sense even today. But when when the book that you're basing everything on includes treating women as second-class citizens, condoning slavery, murder, a fucking angry God who punishes people by death, and you're going to burn in a fucking fiery hell, and come on, just shut the fuck up. Just stop it. You're talking goofy nonsense. You know, you you, you got to show me something. You got to show me a fucking YouTube clip. You got to show me something before I want to believe in, in this kind of goofy shit. Right. This is silly. But in 2010, we still let that slide. We still say, well, you know, everyone has their own uh, freedom of religion. Do whatever you want. But if you start saying, like, stop, this is fucking completely ridiculous. You're saying your way is the only way. You're saying people should die if they dance. You're saying, you know, people can't be gay and get married. You're, saying, you're, you're imposing all your bullshit on other people. We still accept it. In 2010, 
except at the church of what's happening now. That's right. That's where I'm from, That's the only fucking church that matters in my book. It's, <laughs> it's, when are we going to get past this? When are we going to get past? When are we going to step up and say, no one knows? No one knows. You don't know. Don't say you know. You can't say you know. If you say you know, you're crazy. Tell me your experiences. Tell me what happened. Throw it in the pile. Let's all sort this out. You can't tell me that you know, this is the way and you're the chosen people. and sh Just shut the fuck up. Stop. You're, all your Joseph Smith and your fucking nutty Scientology. Stop. Stop. It's all crazy. You're all cr and it's fucking up everything. Because when people pretend they have the answer, it fucks up everybody else that's searching for the answer. Because there's an option to not even think. There's an option to like, fuck joining the, the search to figure out how to live the life the best way. Let's just fucking follow what these douchebags are doing. Did you ever, were you ever religious when you were a kid? I made my first communion. I got thrown out of there. I got thrown out of there before my confirmation. What happened? I beat up the fucking nun in the fourth grade. <laughs> That's a story you tell on stage. That's a true story. That's a true fucking story. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I was in the fourth grade, fifth grade, and 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 my friends. I hung out with these two little twins, and the one kid's mother was having a baby, and he wanted to call, and the nun wouldn't let him fucking call. So he's crying. You know how twins are. One starts crying, the other one starts fucking crying. They're crying. I'm trying to learn my fucking ABCs, and I said, just let them call. And she's like, mind your business. Let them fucking call. They pay your bill. How can you, you not let somebody call the hospital? This isn't like a, a call to Joe Rogan. Hi, this is your mother. And the nun wouldn't let him. So I said, you know, fucking get up and go. So she made me and the two other guys get up and wait outside. Then she took me into the stationary closet. And, bro, she beat him up first. And I could hear it outside. I'm in the fourth grade. Now, my mom used to always say, you know, don't let people hit you if they hit you, whatever. So she takes me in the closet and she turned her ring around. And she just started hitting me, hitting me, fucking hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. Where was and she I, hitting you? In the face and shit. And I oh, could, my God. And I could taste the blood in my lip. And that's when I couldn't take it no more. I just fucking grabbed her and took her around. And I didn't know nothing. I just held her by the fucking throat. And I said, I'm calling my mother. This is going to fucking stop. Wow. And so I, I grabbed her titty real quick. No, but here's what was crazy. There was a disciplinarian there that walked around with a stick. <laughs> and he would hit me in the leg. And his name was Jack. He had gone to the school, and he had stayed there as a teacher's assistant. And he's the one that lit you on fire every once in a while. He would light you on fire, you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? He would hit you. You know, he would punch you or smack punch you. Punch you? Oh, yeah. And I fucking He would had punch him. you? Oh, bro, in the chest and shit. And I had Oh, a, my God. But if you went home and told your mother, you were kind of scared. I just couldn't, couldn't take people hitting me. I never liked that. So I grabbed her. He threatened to call. The, he didn't, didn't even threaten to call the cops because I had blood coming out of my mouth. So I said, I'm getting to the payphone. I'm calling my mother. She's going to come here. And we're going to straighten this out. But the funny thing is my mother came with like 20 dudes from the bar. So they, we made a deal. They couldn't expel me because I didn't do nothing. I just protected myself. Here's my fucking lip hanging like Chuck Liddell. Did your mother get mad at him? Yeah, my mother went off. And then that's when we made an agreement. I'm going to stay till June. This happened in April. So for two months, anytime Jack got close to me, remember what my mother said? I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. So wow. for the last two months of my fourth grade, they couldn't even say nothing to me. And I started revolting, having other kids telling their parents now it's just such a joyless religion how can you get it's hit so I don't joyless. Like nobody hit me. i could see it pulling my ear or give me a punch to the back or something no. go to catholic schools though i went to catholic school for first grade i was very religious when i was a little kid when i was a little kid my parents got divorced when i was five they separated and i was really lost and i was really scared i remember thinking like my dad's not around anymore this is crazy it's just me and my mom and my sister it's like it was very unsettling my mom had to work all day and we had to be in different people's houses while they babysat us our grandparents whatever it was unsettling. And while this was all going on, I went to Catholic school. And it, it was my first year in Catholic school, first grade. And they were so fucking mean. 
Dude, I don't remember shit about first grade, okay? I don't remember anything about being six years old. You know what I remember? Sister Mary Josephine at Our Lady of Chestahova in Patterson, New Jersey. I think it was Patterson. It's Patterson or Newark. I remember that. I remember that fucking Because it was a scary home. experience. I lived Religion there for is very scary. I lived there for a year, okay? I went to that school for a year. And in that year, I went to school every day terrified. And every day, there was this fucking cunt, old, wasted up, used up life nun that was just evil to everyone every day. It was always yelling at you. I would cry. Like, I missed my mother. Like, the first day, I cried. Dad, let him. He's a baby. You want to cry like a baby? I was like yeah, six that's, years that's old. crazy, man. I was six, crazy. six years Shit. old. This fucking evil cunt and if you didn't do your your work right or you didn't listen to her or anything was wrong she would tell you she was going to make you sit on a nail in the closet it was like a fucking pink floyd video is that just east coast religion or something like that because you guys both have like crazy scary catholic nuns Catholic. they don't let them fuck when people don't get the fuck they're not happy period end of discussion your whole life is no dick how are you going to be happy you're not going to come you don't come at all what does a guy do he doesn't come does he, does he fuck? He fucks no one? He can't even jerk off? What kind of a life is that? That's a horrible existence. It's not love. It's not passion, emotion, celebration of life. No, it's all just do what I tell you, follow my rules, or you burn in hell. And let me touch your cock. Damn. There's a lot of that going I was going to go back and talk to them, <laughs> but the school was done, and it's in Carney, New Jersey. And I was there one time, and I was going to go over there and just talk to them, but they were, that school was closed up. It was a... When I got older and I started hearing stories about kids getting molested, I get fucking angry. You know, I got angry at my mom. I said, how you let me go to school in a place where people are getting molested? You know, like, the, there's priests that were molesting kids. But I nobody didn't get was exposing it then. No, nobody, nobody was, exposing was exposing it. it. it was always like they the get dudes exposed, it got covered up fast. But there was always, like, this thing that they deserve it. What the fuck are they doing being altar boys? It was like, don't you know? There was, like, this weird little, like, come on, why is, why is he being an altar boy? You know, it's like maybe when they're altar boys, it's like there was like almost an excuse. Like right. maybe he knew and he wanted it. Like it's fucking crazy. So, so weird because like my they're religion. Monsters, man. My religion was completely different. It was like there was a Starbucks there. There was like a band. You know, it was like kind of like a party. Religion really. is fucking. <laughs> Starbucks. That's they, they, totally different. Yeah, there's a lot of good religions that are like. You? I'm Lutheran. Lutheran. It's they. They become a good part of the community. It's like a, a nice step off point where everybody gets together and and you know promises to be nice. You know, you promise to abide by the laws and respect your friends, and you have cookouts and shit. And there's a lot of positivity in 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 being in a church. There's a lot of positive shit about any big community gathering where everybody agrees to be nice. And the best way to get everybody to agree to be nice is to say that's what God wants. There's a lot of fucking great things about church. But not the Catholic Church, bro. That is shit. That shit ain't good. This fucking thing that's going on with the 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 the, uh, the the Pope. We've talked about it already on the show. But for people who don't know, the guy who's the Pope right now is been accused, and there's all this evidence that points to the fact that he was shielding child molesters. The guy, this guy, who's the Pope. He was protecting the church and shielding known child molesters and then putting them back in action around other kids that the, the guy went on to molest again. And the, the, the fuck, there's people that are calling for that guy to be arrested for crimes against humanity. You know, like um, Christopher Hitchens has called for, the, you know, for people to, to arrest him and, and charge him with, with pedophilia or charge him with child rape or child endangerment. Or That's a crime. Whatever yeah, the no, fuck he did, he was involved, knowingly, uh, knowingly. Uh, exposed pedophiles to children Listen, be, to try to protect place. the business of the Catholic yeah, Church. Yeah, I'm going to move you to a different place. Behave yourself. 
Yeah, exactly. But you didn't let nobody know. You didn't let the church know. You didn't let nobody know that this fucking guy likes to dress up as Peter fucking Pan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, I don't mind. If got, let's handle the fucking problem. But don't put him in the witness relocation plan for priests and ship him up to Albany. And two years from now, you got another molestation. Then they yeah. ship him across the world to yep. Philippines. Then and they're at home. And they, when they do something there, they ship him to Germany. Yep. They just keep moving them around. Hey, I'm Catholic. Well, it's been proven you know, now. If you, What is that? Um, what is the fucking documentary? The the documentary, uh, the one, the, the horrible one with right. the priests. Hold on, I'll find it in two seconds because I got it on my iTunes. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched half of it and I couldn't watch it anymore because it was just driving me crazy. It was just so horrible. Deliver us from evil. Hmm. And this is all about a guy who was just his whole life. Boys, girls, just molested them. Molested hundreds of them. And they just moved this motherfucker around. They just moved him around and protected him, protected the church. There's so many of them that are doing it, man. It's not like one or two. There's so many of them. It's a percentage. It's not like a, a small number. You know, it's fucking terrifying. And a lot of it is just accepted. A lot of people just keep their fucking mouth shut. Just avoid the creepy fucks, you know? And then I guess, like, you know, maybe some of the kids that get sucked in are like gay kids get sucked in. Who, who knows, you know? But it's the, the whole idea behind it is ridiculous. That these, these crazy assholes that don't fuck have a front row seat to God. Like, they have the, they have the best connection. They got, they got God's... You know, best cell phone number. Like it's fucking crazy. They they don't even get a special spot in heaven. You know, and we all grew up with it. I mean, Joey can tell you. Anybody who went to Catholic school, nobody went to Catholic school and had an awesome experience. I never got molested. That's the thing. Not like, even molested. I just beat nothing. the fuck out of. Yeah, no. That nobody was even beat hard. me. I think she whacked me with a ruler once, but it wasn't bad. It was just a little slap. You know, it wasn't anything like nobody ever did what what they did to you. And bro, don't get me wrong. I was fucking fueled crazy with that. That's why they put me there. I'm sure. Do you understand me? I'm sure you but were. But it wasn't for the beating that they were giving me. Listen. Not for that beating. You never, that you're never allowed beat. to beat a kid, period. No, that was terrible. You're that never was, allowed that to do the, that. That's a crazy, angry human being that had a, she a terrible an life, she a lack of love. She was fucking bitch. They, they're all angry, man. Sister Hysant was her name. Sister Hysant. Mary Hysant or something like that. Look, Sister Patricia, dude, if you had a choice between hanging out with an old nun or hanging out with an old porn star, who are you going to hang out with? You know? Dude. Pretty simple. You know? Hang out with Nina Hartley. I bet she's a nice lady. You know, I bet she has a good conversation. I bet she's cool and friendly. And I bet her eyebrows look really creepy. <laughs> her eyelashes. <laughs> her eyelashes, right? Big, crazy, fake eyelashes. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah. That's the old school look. That's a hot look back in the day. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just, a, it's just an unfortunate choice to waste your whole life, you know, in a non-loving, non-friendship-oriented sort of a situation like that, based on a bunch of fucking silly, crazy old rules. Like, we need, a, as a human being, as a, the human beings as a race, we, we have to, as a race, get past where we're at right now and move into some new way of like designing the way human beings behave and act. And it can't be based on some nonsense. It has to be based on just positive energy and success, success as a race, success as a neighborhood, success as a group of friends. You know, there's a way to live your life. There's a way to be positive and there's a way to figure out a way to spread the most positive energy and the way to be the most honest, the way to be the most creative and the most friendly and the most productive and the most satisfied. There's a way to do that. And it's not through religion. It's probably like retweeting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> retweeting is like retweeting is like a little positive bump, right? Like like what you yeah. said, man. Yeah. yeah. Retweets and pokes. 
retweets are actually cool when someone cool retweets you yeah wow i always forget to look though at the retweets because i use just the twitter website i don't use it too much you know so i you have to go to like retweets thing buy oh do you go to the twitter website yeah do i give up on tweet deck and all that stuff it just keeps on timing out and all yeah it times out but i love having all the different lines i love having you know my timeline and i try to respond to as many of them as possible some people get crazy dude some people you don't respond to them to get upset you're like dude i get like a hundred of these in an hour there's no way I can right. keep them up. Right. When you get to like 130 something thousand people, and you say something funny or say something interesting, you throw up something. I'll get like a hundred, mm-hmm. two fifty, crazy. If it's a crazy one, it might be a couple hundred. You can't respond to them all. It's impossible, you know. But the beautiful thing about Twitter is, even if you respond to them, it's like a real quick thing. You know, nobody can send you these goddamn story of their lives. You know, some guy sent me some fucking material he wanted me to assess the other day. So the guy says, I'm thinking about doing stand-up comedy, and it's like a really weirdly written letter. Like, you tell the guy's psycho, and, he's, and he wants me to, to uh, review his comedy. And then he just writes out his whole fucking routine. I'm like, dude, come on, man. I'm not going to – I don't have the time. I can't just sit here and review your comedy and tell you what I thought about this paragraph. It's like fucking a two-page little email. Dude, you just write back, send back that email in a tweet. That's all you have to do. That's what I've been doing lately. All these people are sending me like, Brian, check out this documentary. This, you know, this scientist and blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, write it back in 130 characters or less, and I'll reply. Yeah, you know? yeah. People need to learn how to edit in real life too. I think Twitter is awesome for that. Yeah, Twitter is great for jokes. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to to reply in um, in like a, a short amount, like to to get your point across in the shortest amount of words possible. Can you could you imagine being able to tell women that that's how you're supposed to talk to me? And for now on, it has to be <sighs> tweets. 130 words or less, lady. You know. <laughs> M- Mrs. Rogan just hit me with a story the other day. I, I'm not. Oh, it was about chicken salad as opposed to a chicken salad. And this fucking story Ooh. took minutes. Chicken it took salad minutes. To a chicken salad. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm on the way to the gym, so I'm, I'm getting fired up. I'm ready to fucking hit the bag and shit and fuck shit up, right? So I'm all, I'm all like amped. And she corners me with this chicken salad chicken story about how, well, I always get the chicken salad at this place. But today, I decided to try the chicken salad sandwich. So I ordered the chicken salad sandwich, but since I always get the chicken salad, they gave me chicken salad. So I got home, and I was like, oh, it's chicken salad. Damn it. I wanted to try the chicken salad sandwich, and then it keeps going on. Like, I got it. Oh, I got it. It's like, I see what happened. He's on first base over. I see yeah. what happened. Stop it. <laughs> There's a window open. She's somewhere <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's a callback. Uh, shiny happy jihad. <laughs> somewhere yeah. in the fucking neighborhood. You know what I mean? Chicks love to just talk. They love, like, reassuring communication. Some of them do. It's rash generalization, of course. But some of them just like to just keep fucking talking, man. Yeah. They just like, keep talking. Yeah. I got an icy machine the other day, by the way, Joey. This is a new snack for you. I don't know if you like snow or ice. You but told me about this. Yeah. The margarita machine. Yeah, that's and it's everything. Cool. Yeah, you Strong. just sit there. What did you make drop like, on it? One thirty or something? You said. I dropped. No, I mean, like, but it's great because you have this big cup of ice, so that's like zero calories, right? You get sugar-free syrups like root beer or grape or something like that, and it's it's just like the, those like icy pops. Remember those frozen pops, like the bottom where it gets all mushy and you know just ice. It's just like a whole cup of that, but there's like no calories in it. You just I eat, restrict like, three myself. I restrict myself to one Diet Coke a week now. Diet Cokes, yeah. yeah. As I'm getting older, I'm like, you gotta pay, okay? Nothing is for free. 
All right. And when you're eating this stuff that tastes sweet and it's not really sweet and it doesn't have any calories, what the fuck is really going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's going on, man? I mean, you could tell me the Diet Coke is safe and I'm sure it is. I mean, I've drinking a bunch of them. Nothing's wrong with me. You know, I used to do a joke. If you get cancer from Diet Coke, you're a fucking pussy. You know? <laughs> well, it's but all the reality is, the reality is, that can't, shit can't be good for you. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, what do you want? Diabetes or do you want maybe uh, ankle cancer? From well, Splenda? how about have a water? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you don't have to have a Coke. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have water, okay, if you were just forced to drink Coca-Cola every day and then someone gave you a nice ice cold water, you'd be like, God, this tastes so good. If water was like super precious and like there wasn't that much of it, so you'd go to like a fucking restaurant and buy some water and... And, you know, for real good water, it would cost you like $100 a bottle, like a bottle of wine. And you drink it, you'd be like, oh, this is delicious. God, it's so satisfying. I don't want it to end. Meanwhile, you just take it for granted. You open up a bottle, blah, 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 drink it. No big deal. Water tastes fucking awesome, right? We just don't think it tastes awesome because we want that goofy sugar rush. You know, that goofy Coca-Cola sugar rush that we're all addicted to. Mm-hmm. You know, that caffeine rush. Yeah. You know, I went to Baja Fresh the other day. I had a, a chicken burrito and it's Big motherfucking Diet Coke, dude. It was giant. I drank that thing and I was wired. The, I was wired. I was like, it was like I had a 20 ounce Starbucks. It was the, a big ass Coke. The worst is, have you ever had like, you were really thirsty at night and you only had like a Diet Coke on yeah. your nightstand and you chug it and that's the worst the feeling worst ever. It's warm. Oh, yes. It's sitting there it's all like night. Caffeine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know what's good, man? I got these new drinks that these dudes sent me. If you're into energy, not an energy drink, but workout drinks, just healthy, good for you drinks, a lot of ginseng and shit in them. They're called good for you drinks. These guys sent me a whole case of these things. They're fucking awesome. They're like the best workout drink. Let's follow. You know, as you have Gatorade. Gatorade is good after you work out, but it's like a little too sugary. It's a little too sugary. I, I did the light kind. The the the, the like oh, that's low better, right? Yeah, that's more better. Water. I always add water to mine. Yeah, you have I'll to drink a little bit. Pour water in. I there. do that it's with good. all juices too. Apple oh, juice, sorry. orange juice. Too citric for me. Oh, Let's mix sorry. it with some water. <laughs> Hey, hey, my but dad's these, been, anyway. These people, if you, it's good for you. Drinks good. The letter, the number four, you drinks. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them online. I, you go Google them. They're, they're, it's the shit. If you're into a good workout drink, and they support MMA. I found out about them through Shane Carwin, and I know they sent Jason Ellis some some shit. They're good guys. Hey, dog, and now for a word from our sponsor. Flashlight. Yeah, you got hit him back? again. Hit him again. <laughs> hit him again. You got ladies and gentlemen. Flashlight.com. Hey, so if the, you masturbate, ladies and gentlemen, and I know you do. Let's be real. Wouldn't you want to fuck something that feels better than your hand? I know I do. Because I know when I'm masturbating, at least half of my body's saying, hey, dude, you've got a dick in your hand. And it doesn't feel as good when, you, when you're thinking about that and you're thinking about the fact you got a dick in your hand. It doesn't feel as good. So what I propose, ladies and gentlemen, is you go to fleshlight.com, you get one of these things, and you fuck it. All right? You got to get past the embarrassment. And I tell you from personal experiences, because I knew about this shit. I'd heard about it on, on, on TV ads. Not on TV ads. I heard about it on the internet. I heard about people talking about, oh, Eddie Bravo told me his fleshlight story before. He's had a fleshlight for a while. But I was too proud to walk into a store or order one online. I was too proud to even admit that I masturbate. That shit's ridiculous, folks. So my dad told me about this uh, fucking thing that he's like hooked onto right now called a reserve troll. Resveratrol. It's R-E-S-V-E-R-A-T-R-O-L. Yeah, it's an antioxidant, very potent antioxidant that exists in wine, and uh, I've been taking it for years. Yeah, so he's been doing like this huge, he's like crazy research guy when he gets hooked on something. It's actually, it comes from plants when it's stressed by parasites or various infections. It like, the plants like release like this like fucking chemical or whatever. So people are taking this uh, chemical and putting it, you know, you can go to GNC and stuff, but then there's kinds that are mixed with like other things that uh but if you get it as pure as 
possible, the benefits from it are like insane. It's saying that like in, this is all in like rats. They've found that they, uh, rats have like cancer gone away from it. Uh, it's blocked. <laughs> this is what you said that you said a foreign person. Rats have like cancer, cancer gone, gone away, away from it. <laughs> it blocks. Like, sounds like Boss Rutan. They're saying that yeah, it, it will block colon cancer in humans, and they're uh, it will. Your life will you be thirty uh, percent more life? You live longer and, really? and stuff like that. It's also saying. Well, that, isn't, isn't there a difficulty in absorption? Though we were talking about this before. That's what I'm saying. I've, uh, I've heard that your body absorbs very little of, of most of the brands that you buy. That's what. That's uh. You have to find out how pure it is. And, and how like, you do that? The, where the, you go? If you look on the bottle, look to see how pure it is. You want about two hundred or two fifty to five hundred. It goes up to five hundred. But look how the pure of the actual chemical of that. Uh, so two two. 50 to 500 what? Uh, milligrams. Is that what it is in is pills? It milligrams? Yeah, milligrams. So um, the higher the milligram, the more pure it is? The higher, it's it's just that chemical. Okay. It's mixed with other things. So what you is it mixed with? What are the other things that they put in with it? Uh, like grape. It's like grape, grape seed extract. Stuff like that. Grape yeah. seed is also an antioxidant. Have you been taking it, Brian? Huh? I just started in two days, but How my dad's feel? been taking it for about a month now. And he says a couple things he said that he feels like he is just non-stop energy from when he wakes up to and something that he hasn't had in years he really? also said that his hip pain he has a bad pain he took stopped taking it for a week and his hip pain immediately came back and he also hmm. said that uh uh that his stomach is always getting full faster now so after we usually gets like seconds at a dinner or something like that now he says he feels full after the first Dude, time is your dad selling resveratrol no he's he's not he's not scam motherfucker he's not he's not but he's so, like he's somebody. He's somebody that like when he th finds something, he like he really researches the it, fuck absolutely. out of it and stuff I like think that. If you said that whole thing in an English accent, I probably would have get online. The word, so. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, there's a whole thing that I, I emailed you, Joe, that you should look through. Okay, that, I'll uh, check it out. It's, I have uh, some in my um my my vitamin cabinet. I don't know. Uh, I, I never even looked at what the uh, dosage is, though. Yeah, it's. I mean, it says it blocks co colon cancer on mice, and mm. that right now that they're trying to find out that the only problem is we're not mice. Yeah, we're, you know, we're mammals though. Shit. We're mammals though. So it, yeah. it, they're they're uh, they're looking into it, and a lot of the research they're finding is all positive. And yeah, I'm sure there's a, a definitely a connection with uh, chem, but there's a lot of shit that mammals can eat that we can't, and we can't that they can. Like right. dogs can't even eat chocolate. You know, you give a dog chocolate, they'll get fucked up. Yeah, it's poison. It's poison to their stomach. They'll kill them. And if you uh, give a sheep DMT, they die. You know that? Mm -hmm. Sheep, there's certain types of grass that have uh, DMT in it. <laughs> the sheep eat the grass and they just fucking fall down. And their little feet just twitch in the air. And yeah. They just, boom, if it, it explodes their brain. If you put a snail on a Listerine strip, they yeah. melt. Yeah, but Listerine strip's not a part of nature, son. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, if you fucking hit a monkey with a rock, he dies. <laughs> You have oh. too much time on your hands. Huh? Um, that was, that's all my dad. My dad's snap. the one that first told me, though, about Splenda like seven years ago, about all the bad shit about it when people are just getting on Splenda. He was like sending me reports about how the brain like thinks it's like sugar. And like this yeah. was seven years ago he was sending me this shit. So he's pretty. Splenda what is that? Diet Coke? The sucralose one's a weird one, right? Splenda's a Diet Coke. Yeah. It's, well, Splenda, any of those chemicals tricks the brain into thinking it's sugar. So it does the shit that it does to fight, uh, burn off the sugar, but it's not there. Yeah. So so it's just, I guess it has a lot of bad negative side effects. It's pretty uh, crazy. Aspartame? Aspartame? There's a bunch of them now. Mm -hmm. What's the best one? 
I don't think any of them go. I think actually sugar's probably sugar's the, the best. Sugar's the best fucking one. <laughs> sugar's the best one for you. That's why a lot of you these know, companies. The key is though. Here's the key: you gotta exercise. You you can't just eat sugary shit. And if you're gonna have one of those things, you have to have a body that can process that sugar. Mm-hmm. You can't just be sedentary and be down in sugary drinks. It'll fuck your whole system. It'll, no, everything in moderation. Though. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little coke in moderation. Mm-hmm. The the drink. Yeah, lately I've been buying those small little mini regular. What the cokes. fuck, cocksucker? Why are you looking at me? You know. No, I, uh, I don't. No, I don't drink. You know, it's funny because I went on a, on a on a diet coke thing for a while. Terry bought like ninety five of them at Costco, <laughs> and, and I stuck to my points and I actually gained weight. And I asked wow. Liz, she goes, "You know how much fucking sodium is?" Oh yeah, things? you got so much water. Are you fucking kidding me. Yeah. So now I've been. I got off them. I just drink them when I go to a restaurant, and even then I don't because I feel like they're gonna give me the wrong batch of shit. Right. So I stopped, you know, because I just don't want it at all. Right. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm done. Have you been following uh, E3 at all this week, Joe, and seen all the new shit that's coming out with Xbox, Sony, and all that stuff? No, I saw the uh, the that they made the Xbox smaller, but I mean, what are they going to do? That's really interesting. Well, it's the new things is like they're all turning into the Nintendo Wii with the motion controllers and stuff. Oh. But what's really cool is like Sony has this one, which is like this like looks like a microphone or a flashlight or whatever. But in the game, you're like in the game, and then uh, it turns your controller into a weapon, kind of like you know how CGI they have like the ping pongs all over it and stuff. Right. So you're looking at yourself with a weapon and it's kind of it's kind of trippy so like that's the whole thing with the xbox and the ps3 is that it, it's uh turning you into the controller but i think i'm sick of all this i just want to play video games i you know i'm a grown man i don't need to be dancing around just trying to <laughs> fucking cast spells but, on dragons and right stuff like but that. for a lot of people they've lost a lot of weight oh yeah yeah for for for, for people for young kids I, i'm sure they're loving this shit but yeah. you know we fit uh, that we fit shit a lot of people have lost a lot of weight with that stuff yeah and they also, yeah. Nintendo just released a new 3D Game Boy that I, I don't think you have to have glasses for. Maybe you do, but I don't think you do. And it, they said that it's actually coming out wow. at you. What about, like, that's, that's crazy, man. What about that Microsoft thing? There was a Microsoft uh, thing that they're working on that was uh, like it was a, a motion detective thing that we're going to be able to do with martial that's, arts games. Yeah, that's it. That's one of the things. Same, that's what Xbox Relief. It's called. Uh, I forget what it's called now. Vizu or something. I can't remember. Hmm. But. Uh, so that's yep. that's Microsoft's so, so version. Xbox. Which has one's one. the better version? You know, I think they both look. Uh, they have both have positives. So I'm gonna get. It. They're cheap. They're forty nine dollars for the PS3 and something like that. Do you that think we're me. ever gonna get to reality helmets? You know, like uh, alternate reality helmets. You know, it's like remember when when they had those uh, when they were trying to do that for a while. The the uh, virtual reality. They were there. That was like a big thing. Like that someday we're gonna be able to put. A helmet on, and you'll. You know, I don't even world. know if it's going to be like that. I was uh, when I was in Vegas. I was talking to all these. Uh, there was a tech conference going on there, and this guy I know uh, from San Francisco owns this whole company, and he was telling me about what was big in the tech shows. And he says, you know, the big thing that's going to be next. He's like, porn is kind of at a dead right now with uh, no DVDs. Fucking porn right, movies we are dead. About this, 3D right, porn. Right, right. So 3D porn. <sighs> he says, he says some of the technology is coming at you. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, that's going to be big, where you can just lay in bed with no pants on and you feel like the legs are wrapping around you, you know, and you're fucking sitting there with your flashlight on, and you're immersed into it like a helmet. He's like, that's what's going to hmm. be big. He said the TVs weren't even that impressive. He said what was impressive this year at this uh, convention was the digital projection 3Ds. He says that was just amazing. So that's 3D. like some help me Obi-Wan type shit? Kind of, yeah. Well, like imagine having this whole wall behind you be 3D. You know, you're just fucking sitting there in this chair over here, and you feel like you are in Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yeah, you got to think watching. the next thing is going to be way more immersive. Every step it's is going to be your wall. Immersive. The TV is going to be your wall, and it's probably going to be 3D. When it moves past the flat 
plane. That's mm-hmm. when it's going to get really crazy. When somehow or another they figure out a way to bring you more into the action. Some some invention that allows you to be you know, like a virtual reality type of a situation when you watch movies. Well, the guy said at that convention they had the, a 40-inch TV that didn't require glasses. He said it kind of sucked. But he said he saw, just looking at it, how eventually that is going to be huge and it's going to mm. be 3d so it's going to add a depth so you walk into your room you could have a picture on the wall of this long hallway and you're going to feel like that's a long hallway in your room you wow. know what i mean there was a thing i went to at the planetarium the other day it was a, a, one of those science shows where you lie on your back and they take you on a tour of the uh, all the different astrological configurations in the sky and the constellations and stuff and so they were they were taking you on this tour and all, all this different shit in space and everything and i was like how intense is this? Like the whole ceiling is a fucking screen and you're lying back. You know, it's like a, almost like a lazy boy type chair. You lie all the way back. Like I fell asleep even. So I was, wow. I was tired when I was there. I'm an old man. I fall asleep at the movies. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing up there watching this fucking thing and I'm like, well, this is like so much more immersive than television. Like that's what the, the next step is going to be. It's going to be like you're going to go to the movies, but the movie's going to be like a ride. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like some Space Mountain type shit. Mm. It's not just going to be you sitting there. It's going right. to be everybody gets strapped into a seat. And, you know, you put a helmet on. Captain and, EO2. And your fucking chair moves and shit. Yeah. And you go on a ride through the movie. Yeah. You know? That, I think they yeah. have similar things probably already at like Disney World and stuff. Yeah, but don't not, they? Not awesome. They suck. Yeah. yeah. And they're only for a couple minutes till the ride starts. Right. You know? But, to ha- oh, did you ever go on the Jurassic Park ride? Yes. Jurassic Park ride's a dope one. They have, that's, that's one of those. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. It's a, it's a almost all old virtual. school. No, 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 no. It's not Jurassic Park. There was another one that they had. That, that was old school. I want to say RoboCop. Shit, I don't know what the fuck Simpsons? it was. Simpsons. No. no, there was one. I feel like maybe it is Jurassic Park, but there was the one they had at Universal Studios that was all 3D. It was, it was all rather uh, virtual. You're in a chair and the chair moves oh. and you and you go on this adventure, but it doesn't last very long. I don't remember which one hmm. it was, but it was one of those ones where you're like, wow, someday this is going to be what movies are like. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a fucking 3D Avatar. We need this rather a blue avatar vagina. We need to we need to really contact them. Don't they need to kick that up a notch? That would be a big seller the, among the geeks. The new uh, Chris, we got to do this, man. You got to do uh, get get in touch with James Cameron. I'm sure he'll agree with. Or this. make a Smurfette pussy. One of the two. Just don't tell him it's an avatar pussy. Just he won't agree to it. There's a new make Smurf a blue movie one coming out with little sparkles. Have some little glitter on that pussy. Yeah, the, the, the bomb, new uh, the new jackasses in 3D, and which is kind of gross and Did weird. You hear about that? Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. I have this problem where Johnny Knoxville or Bam or none of those people have been on in the news at all for like years. It seems like you know. Now in the last week t- on TMZ, they've been in the news like four times. You know, and I'm almost wondering if this is just all promotion for the new movie. Yeah. You know, because I smart it's, guys. It's it like, oh, be. you got beat up. Isn't that what could happen all the Are time? You know, right. But the problem is someone got arrested. Someone got arrested and it's on the news. Right. Here's an $80 ticket or whatever for assault. No, no, no. no. It's like attempted murder. She hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. This is like some serious assault charge. Who did? Some 59-year-old woman baseball batted Bam Margera outside his bar in Pennsylvania. Yeah. How much you want to bet? Follow that that shit and see what happens. What that girl finally gets. Brian, so cynical. But so right. So right. So often. You're you're right a lot. I'll tell you that, fella. You've called a lot of fake things. And I was like, that ain't fake. And you're like, fake, fake. It's fucking fake. You get angry. Fake. Well, what's crazy is when TMZ (laughs) first announced it, they were like, he's in critical ICU condition. You know, blah, blah. It's looking bad. And then the next thing is like, oh, just talk to Johnny Knoxville. He said he was was released earlier. Yeah. <laughs> what was what were some of the fakes that you've called in the past? You've called quite a few fakes where you were way ahead of the curve. Well, there was one that there was like this really horrible fight 
and somebody had filmed it, and it looked like oh, the dude was yeah, punching yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. That stuff. fight, see, I think they added sound effects to a real they fight. They totally added sound effects to a real fight, and yeah. it looked really bad because it was the yeah, same the noise sound effects didn't sync up. over again. It was yeah. not synced up. I blew up that video so you could see yeah. where the hit, you know. Just, That's true, but I, I recognize from years and years of watching dudes get fucked up, that was real. That guy got punted in the head when he was unconscious, and his whole right. body it, moved dead. I mean, that's, you know what it was? that's a real I found. I, I don't think we ever, I ever told you. I found out what happened about that video was actually made for one of those shocking tv things oh. and so they you know how like uh, america's funniest home videos like ads like oh no and voices yeah, and stuff to it, it. Yeah. they, they yeah, pump they it up, it up. That's yeah. another thing, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. Like, an, America's Funniest Home Videos don't do it as much, but any of those like send in your video uh, type shows, if you really pay attention, they don't uh, want to pay people and stuff like that for certain things. So, like, most of the voices are all done by the same guy. So it's like, hey, honey, come over here and look at this. And then you see hear the same guy like two videos later go, uh oh, honey, look out, you know. And then you realize it's just one dude, and it ruins the whole show for you. So next time you watch one of these like video shows, listen to the voices. It's just one guy redoing all these ways like oh no look at this and you could tell us the same guy it's oh, horrible brian you're ruining childhood memories <laughs> you're crushing <laughs> dreams right now so, talk to me about carlos conduit what the fuck that's the real fucking wolf carlos right conduit there. and roy mcdonald what a fucking fight battle crazy. royale that kid is a that first of all props to carlos conduit for coming back absolutely after those first two rounds the first two rounds he was getting beat he was getting taken down Hell yeah he you know he's getting clipped a little bit on his feet but he tagged that kid quite a few times too uh, and the kid you know kid took some big shots you know a lot of people are saying like you can't take a punch i'm like you're crazy I carlos guess. condit rocked him on the button and he was coming forward i mean no one takes good shots when they're coming forward you know when you're coming forward that's when you can get hurt and you know they they had a, a rock 'em sock 'em robots fight, and then Carlos Condit pulled it out at the end, got him down, and just started blasting him with elbows. Man, hit him with some hard left oh elbows. Oh my god, it was fucked his eye, yeah. his eye up. And his you know what? Socket. The kid has massive class, man. After it was over, and I interview him, he was so classy. Like the way he handled it, there was no ego, no bullshit. The kid was like, you know what? He kicked my ass. He was the toughest guy I ever fought. You know, I was like asking him, do you thought the, do you think the fight was stopped prematurely? He was like, no, no, he was kicking my ass. You know, the kid was just ultimate class and honesty and just the way he handled himself, you know, and he's so fucking talented. And he's like one of the first guys being 20 years old. He's one of the first guys that started out training MMA. Not started out as a wrestler or a kickboxer or whatever. He started out learning the whole sport altogether as one thing. So it's pretty impressive to watch that. That kid's got a super And he did his future. homework on Carlos. Yeah. He watched it. You know, you could tell. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what have you heard Carlos about the first fight? The attack that wasn't. Anything? Are they gonna it's redo unfortunate. It? Yeah, they're going to redo it. Redo <clears throat> They'll it. definitely redo it. The fan, Dana knows the fans want to see that fight again. That was just a mistake. Evil being made a mistake. It happens, man. Being a referee is very hard. You know. What about my boy Tyson Griffin? That was a good fight. That too. was a great. That fight. was a great that fucking kid, fight. That kid Evan Dunham is a stud. Yeah, that, that he kid is. is that he's was... fucking good. He's man. a great fight this week. By his the way, his stand up man. is good. His fucking jujitsu is good. How dare? So How from? Man. Fuck are they How thinking? How dare they in the middle of the goddamn pocket? They knew better. They shut that shit off. That's probably my manager. She's probably thinking about like calling me to tell me that you're talking about the flashlight too much. <laughs> that was a good anyway that was a good fucking car there was some good fights what's up with Pat Berry and shit he broke Pat everything Pat broke his foot and he broke his hand he broke his knuckle when he uh, punched Crow Cop in the first round and he dropped him the second punch he hit him with he said he felt his knuckle give out and then he uh, apparently broke his foot somewhere in the fight too his foot swole up like an elephant foot pictures of it online like he has the two feet together and one of them's like literally twice the size it's nasty what a, what a great fight though Woo, that was fun 
That was a fun fight and fun comeback too. Watching Crow Cop turn it on at the end yeah, and, yeah, and blast him and then take his back and choke him. And then Crow Cop campaigned for the submission of the night. That was that a good was card. hysterical, yeah. Tell him, man. What do you call him, stingy? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he said, <laughs> he but said it was pretty funny. That was a, for him, man, I hope that's his last fight. I, I really do because he's been talking about retiring. I, I hope he chooses to go out that way. It's nice to see a guy go out on a high note. You know, that was a high note. That was an awesome performance. At the end, he addressed the crowd and, and addressed the Croatian fans. And it was pretty cool. I gave him the microphone. Yeah, and yeah. I just gave it to him. I mean, it was just – it felt like – I said something to him. He was so proud and so happy. And you could feel, and I was happy for the guy. And the crowd was going nuts, and everybody was happy. And uh, I said, I looked down, I saw all those Croatian flags. And I remember him talking about how many Croatian fans are going to be here in Vancouver because a lot of Croatian people live there. And I said, Do you have anything to say to your uh, Croatian fans out there? I see you got a lot of support. And the crowd goes nuts. All the Croatians go fucking apeshit. And then I just knew I was going to give him the mic. And he knew I was going to give him the mic. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't say anything to me. I just, I just handed him the mic. And he took it and he just started walking and pacing and talking in his native language. And the crowd went nuts. It was just a beautiful ending. You know, if he, if he decides that he doesn't want to compete anymore, I mean, who knows? He might decide. He might be saying that now because it was a lot of stress, but he'll get fired up and get back in there again because it was one of his best performances in a long time. He looked real good, especially in that third round. You know, when he, when he had Barry backed up and he was nailing him with punches, yeah, he, was he, was, he was looking sharp, dude. He was nailing him with some fucking hands, you know. So who knows, man? He might decide. He might decide to keep the and party my rolling. My fucking heartbreak, my Liddell broke my fucking heart, man. But it's good. <laughs> but, but, but but this seems to me, it seems like it's happened like the last three fights. It's broken my heart. I thought yeah. I didn't know he was even going to fight again. I was like, really? I mean, because he's been getting knocked out. What the last three fights he got knocked out? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like I think it's well, so it was you know, done last. Also, fight. you got, well, you got to look at it two ways. One way is the last four fights actually. You know, he had one in there with Vanderlei um, in between, and the Keith Jardine one actually was after the Rampage loss too. So two. Um, you you got to look at it two ways. One, you got to look at it the fact that the guy is fighting top level talent. I mean, Rampage knocked him out. Um, you know, he got knocked oh, oh, out oh, by Shogun? Rashad, and he got Shogun? knocked out by Shogun, and then he got knocked out by Ace, Rich Franklin. So you got to think about Fuck. these are those are four killers. You know, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's very hard to watch him lose like that, especially when you grow like you know. Basically, I came up in the UFC watching that guy fight. One of the first the first fight that he ever had in 1998, I was there live. I saw him fight. I think he fought. I think the dude's name was Noe Hernandez. Noe Gonzalez. Noe Hernandez. Noe Hernandez. Noe Hernandez. Though is the comedian. Noe Gonzalez. Noe Gonzalez is the comedian. Noe Hernandez is the fighter. Right. Uh, the, guy, the guy had real. When they good said hands. that too. I always go what. He fought a boxer, a real good boxer, and it was a good fucking fight. And I'd seen a bunch of Chuck's fights. I saw the fight that he had. I wasn't there live, of course, but I saw the fight that he had in Brazil against Pele in Valley Tudo. This is back when Pele was in his prime. Pele was one of the baddest motherfucking Muay Thai guys to ever come out of Brazil. And he's one of the guys that helped train Anderson Silva. And he was the, the best shootbox guy. Knocked out Matt Hughes with a knee. Knocked out a lot of dudes. He was a killer. So anyway, Pele is um, fighting Chuck Liddell, and he fucking head kicks him. Bah, boom! I mean, with a shot that would kill a normal man. Chuck goes down, gets right back up. He head kicked him twice in that fight and dropped him. In the end of the fight, Chuck's on top of him, beating the fucking shit out of him. Bare knuckle into the, the netting on the bottom of the rope. The bottom of the rope has a net. Okay, so that you can't slide out. So you got to get stuck in there and take your beating. So Chuck's on top of him, just fucking punched him in the face. I mean, it was a bare knuckle, old school, no rules war. I mean, this is the kind of fight that that guy was involved in. He wasn't just involved in like the UFC five rounds, you know, for the championship title, five minute rounds. Nevada State Athletic Commission presides over it. No, 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 no. In Brazil, in the jungle, okay? You know what I'm talking about? He's fighting. No one in the audience has shoes on, okay? They're fucking screaming and yelling. Those IVC Valley Tudos, those were savage fights, man. There was 
always like b brawls would break out. Henzo Gracie got stabbed in one of those. Okay, he's fighting with Tadio. I think that's the guy's name, Eugenio Tadio, who's an old school um, luta livre guy. And Henzo, of course, you know, old school Brazilian jiu-jitsu Gracie family guy. And they're fucking battling out, and the lights go out. Okay, somebody kills the fucking power. You know, and there's a lot of speculation. Who did it? Maybe they thought that someone was getting their ass kicked. Who knows? There's a fucking crazy mad scuffle goes on. Henzo gets stabbed, okay? Fucking people are stabbing people in the audience. I mean, these are the kind of fights that, that, that Chuck Liddell went through. I mean, he did it all. He fought in the early days. He, he fought in the first time in the UFC. He was wearing shoes. He was wearing wrestling shoes, kicking dudes. You know, there was like very few rules. You know, things were totally different back then. And that guy's been through so much. He's been through it all, you know? It's just... The last few guys that he fought, he's a step below, you know? I mean, he's a step behind where he used to be. If he was fighting lower-level competition, like, say, if they put Chuck against, say, some of the guys that fight at 205 on the Ultimate Fighter or some guys that are, like, lower-level guys that don't have the kind of stand-up he has, he'd be fucking a lot of dudes up. Do you think, though, that brain, that his brain just wants to go to sleep, though? It knows that, like, hey, I know what a knockout is now. I, You know, I mean, you know, he, he's lost his chin. That is what everybody says, yeah, yeah. and that is what happens Why with fighters. That is what happened with that. There's no getting away from that. At a certain point in time, I mean, it happens. Joey knows it. It happens with football players, right? Steve Young and whatever. Once they got hooked on it, they never got off it. Yeah, when, when guys start getting knocked out, it's Steve just Young when you've taken a certain amount of concussions. You Bro, know. I seen him get hit on the side once. Bathroom's yeah. He got hit on the side and he went out? I will talk afterwards because nobody's. you're not mic'd up. <laughs> But um, you know what? He's a, a he's a legend, and he's a guy who's had a gigantic career. And he was one of these when he was in his prime. He's one of the scariest guys ever. One of the most exciting fighters ever. When you went to see a Chuck Liddell fight, you knew that someone's going to get their fucking ass kicked. You know, and it was going to be brutal. You know, he was going to smash somebody. He was going to get a hold of you. He was going to kick you and punch you and smash you. I remember the first time he knocked out Randy Couture. It was like, oh shit, he can knock out Randy. I mean, Randy had been in there with Pedro Hizzo. Randy had been in there with Maurice Smith. Randy had been in there with big, strong, knockout, high-level kickboxer heavyweights. And they hadn't knocked him out. But to get in there with Chuck, and Chuck blasts him into orbit with one punch, it's like the way he could knock dudes out, that was, there was very, very few human beings that could stand in front of the guy, that guy when he blasts. But like a lot of guys who have a very particular style, once, you know, once... Once your reflexes start to go a little bit, once you've taken too much punishment, you don't have other ways to win. The more ways you have to win, the more unpredictable you are, the more successful you're going to be. So I got like GSP. He doesn't even hardly get hurt. I mean, he got hurt by Matt Sarah, but he got clipped, and he says he didn't take Sarah. He took Sarah a little bit lightly. But if, you, if you're the type of guy that nobody knows what the fuck you're going to do, whether you're going to shoot and go for a takedown, or whether you're going to stand and bang, if you're cautious, but you know when to attack and when to move, you've got to be like always one step ahead. It can't just be just running there and brawling. And Chuck was so fucking good at running there and brawling. He had such a good chin. He was such a good counterpuncher. You know, he kind of based his whole style on that. And because of that, he was the most, one of the most successful guys and one of the most exciting guys. But, you know, that's not the style that allows you to keep going deep into your 40s. Like Randy Couture, he's got a safer style. Like he stands with guys, but he just wants to get a hold of your ass. He wants to get a hold of your ass, press you up against the cage, beat the fuck out of you, kick your knees, you know, kick your legs rather, knee you in the legs, elbow you, punch you, get that dirty boxing going, and then hopefully get your ass on the ground, beat the shit out of you down there, and then choke you. You know, and then that's how Randy's rocking it these days, especially like in the Coleman fight. Oh, that's loud. Sorry. In the Coleman fight, you got to see him, um, you know, in the Coleman fight, like he had a totally different strategy. Beat Coleman standing up and then took Coleman down, choked him. You know, he's, he's diversifying, adding more shit to his game. 
I think if Chuck had done that in this fight, he would have been, you know, a lot better off. But I think he hit so fucking hard, and he's, you know, he's so used to blasting guys and has so much success that it just feels good to him. And once it starts going, he just chases these motherfucker down, chases these motherfuckers down. He wants to blast them, but Franklin caught him with that really well timed right hand, and he caught him over committing. So Chuck was moving forward, and he just catches him with that counter. So even though it didn't look like the hardest punch in the world. Rich is a hard puncher, and Chuck was moving forward. And so it was a hard shot, man. It busted open his lip. Did you see what his lip looked yeah, like? It, bad. it looked bad, a big, big cut. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't like, you know, a shot that shouldn't have dropped him. That shot could have dropped anybody. It was a, that was a hard shot. And I was, think two years ago it wouldn't have dropped him. I think it would have rattled him a little more. Maybe. I think he's gotten this in his head. It's just, you know, when I had the sleep apnea at first, I could, when you first have an extreme, you wake up like this, Joe. So <clears throat> what happens is... Every time you lose your breath, when I was 400 pounds, every time I chase you or walk and I lose my breath, right. my body would go into anxiety. That's how. That's why I had to go to acupuncture. So your body would start thinking about the trauma that you've had in the past. And when, it locks when, I got a, when, when you have sleep apnea, you wake up choking. You wake up on your feet going like this, wow. you know, grasping for air. So every time I ran out of air for a long time... Even on planes. There was just a anxiety. connection. Just a connection in your head. Okay, so there's that. And then on top of it, just the, the raw data that we know about people that take concussions. You know, you cannot take too many concussions. No, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, they're putting a finger in it. Like I told Eddie. Eddie goes, well, Sakuraba came back and he just started covering himself. I go, the way Chuck is right now, somebody will just hit his hand and he can hit himself and knock himself out. That's how sensitive that switch is right now. And it's a shame. I'm his biggest fan. Well, he bro. took a couple shots before that. Yeah, no, no. He took shots. some shots before that. He took but some not shots right there, that. bro. He took one to the head. He took one not I'll, right I'll have to there. go back to yeah. and watch the fight again, but I remember him getting clipped a couple of times. Yeah, he got clipped that. a couple of times. I heard the whole place smelled like weed. Was that true? Oh, my God, dude. When I went to the bathroom, I went to go take a leak, and as I was running back to the bathroom, it just stunk of weed in this one area. And it's the same area where dudes were stealing dudes' hats. There was that a was dude. hysterical. They stole two hats. <laughs> Those guys were baked as fuck. They, and they kept snatching hats off people's heads. As they would walk, walk through the tunnel on the way to the arena, you know, their, their music's on, they got their hat on, they're focused, and dudes are just snatching dudes' hats off. Wow. And there's all these a animated GIF files online of the guys doing it, and it's hilarious. Because <laughs> oh. it's the same guy, and they got these big, stupid, shitty grins on their face, like, ah! That's awesome. And the funniest one is when he tries to get Martin Campman's hat, and he just misses. Uh, he just misses. Awesome. I Campman walks by and you see the guy like, ah. You got to retweet that later. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll find the link. And dog, uh, the funniest material I heard really all funny. week was the son of Sarah Palin. He's losing his mind just like Sarah Palin. Is, bro. Who's really? the son of Sarah Palin? Chael Sonnen. Oh, Chael Sonnen? <laughs> the son of Sarah Palin. You know, Palin. Chael Sonnen, uh, he stole an Aziz Anasari joke. He was oh, like yeah. doing one of his uh, his speeches about Anderson Silva and his manager and he did a, an Aziz joke. That's awesome. He called the Nogueira brothers. But you got busted on that. You can't do that. He, one is a punching bag, and the other one I'm not worried about. Wow. And he said that Nogueira's black belt, you get a McDonald's and a gift set or whatever, the, the Happy yeah, Meal or some he, shit. He's the best shit talker by far. Uh, he's a fucking nice guy, too, man. When you talk to Chael Sonnen, like, outside, he's a fucking funny, nice guy. He's just real good at talking shit. He's a politician. And he can fucking fight, dude. Bro, that's this is a lot of this fight, buffoonery and all this uh, emotions that he's charging up. Man, this is all like, there's, look, you think about what Damian Maya got mad or uh, got Anderson mad at. Damian Maya, this is what he said. He said, I respect Anderson as a fighter. I don't respect him as a person. Whatever the fuck that means to Anderson. Why? I don't know. But that made him crazy. 
He got so angry. And so we've never seen Anderson standing in front of a guy yelling and scream, screaming at him, calling him rich boy and, you know, show me your jujitsu and swearing at him, saying all these different swears, and then just beating his ass and mocking him. Never seen Anderson do that before to anybody. And Damian Maya is generally known as a really nice guy and respectful guy and a martial artist. But that one statement, whatever the fuck it meant, threw him into a tizzy. What is going to happen when he gets in the cage with Chael Sonnen? Chael Sonnen has talked so much shit about them making sacrifices to pygmy gods and fucking all kinds of nonsense. He's going fucking nuts over He's there. Going son of he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. That's he goes, Sarah Palin's son, Doug. His Twitter is just rampant with it. His Twitter is all like him talking shit. I'm not going to follow him. I have not even seen this. Thank you for opening up my eyes. He does these question and answers. I missed the one he did in Vancouver. I, I missed the other one before that, but everybody was talking about that. They said it was the funniest fucking Q&A by far. It's and on he, my Facebook. Somebody said yeah. this. Peter Fogel, the guy had Willie Barsena broke his nose, emailed it to me. Well, he just and did it, another one. He just did another one. Okay, this is the one So this is Friday. his second Q&A. He's done two of them so right. far. Pumping up the Anderson fight. Dude, he's fucking hilarious. But he fucked up when he stole that Aziz Anasari joke. They're not gonna. The internet is not gonna let him ride that out. Have you, have you been to a website called uh, Wolfram Wolfram Alpha? Yeah, we were gonna talk about this. Wolfram Alpha, for people who aren't aware of it, is this project where they're trying to take the next step after Google, and it's trying to be a website literally that you ask it a question, it gives you an answer. Right. It's so cool because my uh, like I put in my birthday and the weather, and I got the exact. Uh, temperature uh, when I was born to the exact hour. I got the lows, the highs during the day, the cloud cover, the population of Columbus at that time, the humidity, the pressure, the winds. Like, I got shit. so much shit that if I was like with Doc from Back to the Future, I could totally get to the right second of a day that I needed to go back in time with, you know? If this would give you the information for that. You, you know, know it's really funny that you just brought that up and that you're talking about this because there was a subject that was on the message board the other day that I thought was really interesting. There's this new scientific discovery that they found where they they, they do believe that it's possible that the universe might be far older than 14 billion years. That's what they think it is now. They think it's like 150 billion. And it's just this small group of scientists and, you know, astronomers that, that, that have this, this possibility in their head. And, you know, it hasn't been sold yet entirely. But when you start thinking about stuff like that, people, there was like an argument on the board. And the argument was, you're ne there's some things about the universe you're never going to be able to know. It's pointless to even try. You're never going to know when the universe began. How the fuck do they know that? How do you know that you're not going to ever be able to know? We are, if our understanding is constantly increasing, okay, if what we know today is so much more advanced than what we knew just 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. You know, a couple hundred years ago, to get around, you had to be on a fucking animal, okay? You wanted an image of someone, you had to draw it, all right? There was no cameras, right? Think about that, all right? That's just a couple hundred years ago. We don't know what the fuck kind of innovation is going to come up a couple hundred years from now or a couple thousand years from now. It might very well be possible that not only can we decipher exactly how the universe began, but we can probably, we're probably going to be able to get an accurate map of the, the history of the planet from the very beginning to now, much more detailed, much more precise than we have today. We're probably going to be able to recreate or encapture every single moment of every single day of every single hour that, that's ever existed that's it's all very possible man mm -hmm. they're gonna get crazier and crazier with time they're gonna get crazier and crazier with with breaking down you know like the the quantum mechanics of the universe you know when you you start getting into like you know the crazy subatomic particles that disappear and reappear and exist in two different places at the same time or in a superposition and these things that they don't understand well as we get more and more understanding and know more and more about the, the weirdness of the world we're gonna be able to figure out how to fucking decipher it
you know and it might be that like you know like a time machine when when they invent a time machine or something like that or or, the, or whatever the fuck you want to call this next stage of of understanding of matter when they invent it the idea of a time machine is the only way you're going to be able to travel back in time is once the first time machine's invented so they're going to invent a time machine and you can't go before that but what you can do is anything from that will be able to come back to that point so everything that exists from now until whenever you can access it as soon as they invent a time machine why not why fucking not? Shit's going to get crazy. If you can do this, nobody would have ever thought you could be able to do this. If you talk to someone in Shakespeare's day and say, do you think there's ever going to be able to time where I take something out of my pocket and through the air, I ask it a question? Like you could, I mean, Wolfram Alpha, you can't do that. Well, you can do that with Google. You could Google voice it. You know, what year did the Sistine Chapel get built? Bam, they tell you instantly. And if you get, if it gets to a point, and it's got to, if they've got the Google, if it gets to a Wolfram Alpha point, we can have, you can ask it a question, you can give it any answer, or it can give you any answer on any question of anything that's ever happened ever that human beings are aware of, and you'll have all the information right there. If you told that to people that lived in Shakespeare's day, they would tell you out of your fucking mind. It's going to get crazier than this. It has to, because everything gets crazier. <sighs> What the fuck is next? Sometimes I just drive in my car and I sit in traffic and I go, what the fuck is next? Is there going to be some crazy new thing that's going to change everything? Like, is it, are we in a race between human beings figuring out what the next thing is, the next crazy innovation is, or us just completely fucking everything up with polluting the fucking ocean and, you know, nuclear explosions and, and wars and all that other crazy shit? Like, are we in a race between like human retarded chimpanzee instincts and technology? You ever thought about it like that? Like, like when we talk about like the, like this peak oil documentary that we watched, we thought was bullshit, but the idea of peak oil is a terrifying idea if it was true. And if there was a, a finite amount of oil and they do bust into it and then we have, we're fucked and we have no oil, things could get really crazy. Like that is really possible. But are they going to come up with something that's going to replace that and make everything better and make everything even more advanced and more simple and more, you know, more natural to the, to the environment? Are they going to figure that out first or are we going to run out of supplies and resources first? Like, is that a battle? Is it a battle between the human retarded monkey chimpanzee behavior of take, 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 don't think about the future and technology and innovation and the ability to harness matter? I think whatever happens is not going to happen during our life, lifetime. So you don't think so? No. I think something crazy is going to happen. Twenty more fucking things that happen in a lifetime. Twenty years ago, when you were finger banging that chick behind Boulder Boston High School, <laughs> do you think there was going to be a milkshake thing with a pussy in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this looks like. Isn't this the shape that yeah. you shake up for your arm? It does. Isn't that the same shit, guys. Every year we get something new technology. Every year, every year, and there's going to be after. What do you think? What do you think the reaction is going to be to all this oil in the ocean? got to be a reaction. It's going to be, there's going to be innovation. Something. It's a horrible, horrible disaster. Hopefully but Jersey gonna Shore is going to come West Coast. That's all I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hopefully, like, what if Jersey Shore and the whole East Coast beach gets destroyed and all those people for summer vacations want to come to the West Coast this summer? It might be fucking They won't retarded. fucking do it. That's too much of a drive, bro. Those Jersey people <laughs> go from fucking point A to point B. Hey, let's go over yeah, The problem with that show is fuck. there's so many people like that and now they think they can be famous too. Yeah, you know they can. Hey, Dude, get on a fucking Jersey Shore, bro. I'm fucking auditioning for that. I'm fake tanning every day. You been day. to Glendale lately? No. Oh, it's, dude, it's, Glendale's off the hook now. Oh, the Armenians? Persian, yeah, the the Persian. Oh fuck, bro. It's all I mean, Don't they, even get have them you ever started. seen that dude Psycho Mike from K Rock in L A. That the thing that he did the video about uh about Glendale? No. Dude, it's hilarious. I'd love it's, it. It's all Armenians in Glendale. I forget the fucking bit. It's a really, really funny song. Dude, it's ridiculous. This it's one like place I go to. Brooklyn, bro. This one place I go to called uh, Sushi Joint. 
it's uh, like this chain, uh, this strip mall that has like, or not, outdoor like uh, stores. And there's a sushi place, but all the stores are like fashion outlet. And then like the windows are all black and stuff like that. And then the next thing is like something else. But what's weird is if you go by there at like two in the morning, none of those places are open, but yet every single car, there's like a hundred cars in the parking lot. It's like, what the fuck is going on? That's how Glendale is. Everywhere you drive, it's, you see these fake rug stores and shit. And you're like, it's what? Party Like an Armo. Party Like an Armo. That's the song, apparently. I'm going to watch that later. Uh, yeah, somebody sent, uh, I think Opie. I think that's the video. I think Opie uh, from Opie and Anthony Twittered the other day, uh, uh, Nature's Little Fleshlight, and it was a monkey using a frog to whack off yeah, like a fleshlight. That yeah, that's old school video, that's an old school but, video but, that but it funny. is a funny video. The monkey fucks that frog's mouth. That's what monkeys are down for. They're down for rape and shit. You know, we think about those chimps as the, like, like BJ and the bear. We think they're all cute and shit. Then you find out about like that chimp that ate that lady's face and that other chimp that fucked that dude up and ripped his balls off and ripped his feet off. Chimps eat babies, man. There's been recorded instances of chimps stealing babies and eating them. What the fuck, Joe Rogan? Why you gotta bother me with this shit? Why you gotta... Th- we're sitting here having a good time like gentlemen. You gotta talk to me about chimps eating babies? What the Steal fuck kind of babies. dinner table conversation is this, cocksucker? <laughs> He hit the two-hour mark with me. That's the two-hour mark. Yep. All right, we'll, we'll come up with one subject, and then we're going to wrap this up. Joey, that's up to you. The subject? Uh, you had a good one. <laughs> Before you fucked Brian, you had a good one and stuff. What was I talking about? <laughs> I remember. 16-year-old surfer. See, um, no, the other no. one before that. You said you're going to bring it up during the, the podcast. Oh, uh, I thought I, I don't remember. <laughs> I can't order an iPhone. What kind of shit is this? You're the fucking Captain Kirk of this program. And you, he you, couldn't order an iPhone. One more time for the very... I was, I was one more word from our sponsors. I was up from 1 a.m. till 3 a.m. Just trying to access the iPhone. Oh, no. I, want, I know I wanted to talk about. That fucking guy, that Christian warrior who went looking for Osama bin Laden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. If you don't know this story, there's a fucking dude who is this just old white guy who's this Christian warrior from America who put a fucking, he got a sword, he, he took a sword with him and a gun, and he went to the fucking mountains of Pakistan, and he went to the mountains of Pakistan to try to find Osama bin Laden to kill him, and they caught his ass. Wow. Like, what are you doing, dude? But did they put him in jail? I, I can't believe they didn't kill him. I mean, this guy was sitting in Kentucky some, somewhere, and he said one day, fuck it, I'm sick and tired of waiting for Osama bin Laden. This shit's been going on for 10 years. Yeah. That's he exactly borrowed money from his cousin, and he said, fuck it, I'll go over there like a boy scout. You made that grace your bitch. If he yeah. ain't first, you last. Here's a story. A 52-year-old American citizen who said he was searching for Osama bin Laden was detained in Pakistan near the border with Afghanistan this week. His name was Gary Faulkner from California. He was carrying a pistol, a sword, night vision equipment, and Christian religious books. Whoa! <laughs> that might be the last guy in the world you want looking for you. The last, thing, the last dude in the world you want is a 52-year-old man with a sword and a Bible, and he's, he flew to the other side of the fucking world to find you. He's got religious books, a gun, and a Bible, and a sword. <laughs> Oh my God! 
Dude, there's guys like that out there. They're out there. They're out there. They're out there. They're out there and they're ready to go. You got to remember that. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's good to go online and watch some fucked up videos just to know that guy's out there. I don't like watching murder videos, but I watched one recently. The Mexican drug lords killed this fucking guy. They cut this guy's head off. They showed it on, on the video? Yeah, they put that shit online. Come on. Yeah. Woo. How long do they keep watch. it for now on YouTube? How long do they I keep don't know. It? I, I stopped watching as soon as he started cutting his throat. Fuck that shit. Come on. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need to watch the whole thing. Apparently, he cuts his whole head off, and the guy's squealing and making noises. So over that crap. Air's coming out of his hole. Like, it's apparently, it's horrible. It takes a while for them to saw his head off, and that's how they kill him. Hard to watch, man. Hard to watch. They tied this dude up, you know, just fucking cut his head off on video. Next time you see a video like that, go to cakefart.com and watch that instead and refresh your memory like fucking ginger. What is cakefart.com? Dude, it's just this woman that puts a cake down, and then she sits on it, and then she farts into the camera. And the icing and everything bubbles. You're such a little fucking weirdo. (laughs) Why would you think that that would be cool at all? Because that would be like ginger to your fucking taste buds after watching a beheading. I think call you up and tell you about these websites. Yes. Well, it's all my website. My message board, you know, I go to when I go to JoeRogan.net, that forum. I mean, the forum right now is over three million posts. Some guy that. emailed me that though. Go to cakefarts.com and watch that video. It's good. Uh, just in the main forum, there's two million seven hundred thirty-seven thousand posts now, and then you count the retard room and all the other shit on there. There's more than three million posts. So anything that's fucked up, anything that's crazy in the internet, whenever it comes out, it's like a portal to all things interesting and fucked up. So. But just it's my own website, so I can't get away from it. If there's anything nutty that's out there in the world, I have the choice whether or not to watch it, but I don't have the choice whether or not to know it exists, because someone's gonna put it up there, you know. <laughs> like that human centipede, I dodged, I dodged that human centipede video for a long time because I thought that it was like a short clip, something fucked up, like like somebody who's mutated or someone who did something crazy to somebody. But then it turns out it's just some nutty horror movie. You know the whole story behind the human centipede? Mm-hmm. Did you go fucking see Splice? No, I downloaded it, but the the people don't even who uh, are pi- pirating it don't like the movie, so like they don't care about the quality of the torrents right now. So I have to oh. wait till, because it's so bad I couldn't even watch it. It was like I can, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to pay to see this Just movie. Just a bad either. version. Yeah, it was yeah. a horrible version. Like the halfway through, the cameraman's like, "Ah, oh, this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's nothing funny to the ones where they do it in a movie theater. Yeah. When someone like... How did they get away with that shit? They just put a little fucking tripod on that, uh, the little thing where the soda sits. That's ridiculous. They put a little tripod in there, jack that sucker up, and keep an eye out for did the guy who they got caught? the door. People have gotten caught. Did you see how they got caught? No. They were going to a theater in Chicago, so the, uh, the big chain took codes, and you have them on the top side of your screen. Right. So it narrows it down to the theater. Uh-huh. And that's how they nail you now. So they can break down the the images and they can as find out they, where the they code find is. the movie. Boom, they go to the top and they, and, and it was mm. out of theater, out of like where where did we go? What's that club we went to? It wasn't Chicago, but it was the one with oh, the owner, yeah, Shamsburg. Right. It's like right right in that area because I huh. remember them showing it, and it was an AMC, and AMC said fuck it, so they put codes on the film now. But how do they know who did it though? They don't know who they did went, it, but I guess the theater is getting yes. charged for it, yes. so they have to make sure they have ushers that go in and look for cameras and Whoa, crap like so that. So they, they they find the theater, right? Well, Whoa, this theater probably. here, at this theater here, this, this ring, all the ushers were part of the ring. Oh, okay. so that's how they knew that it was the the screen on. Dude, the, I used to buy. Old school bootlegs back in New York. We could walk down the street, be walking home from a comedy club, and there'd be some fucking guy who was like, had a little box out looking for copies. These are the same right. people. They just put the, put yeah. the video on the computers. Yeah, these same, guys would do it on VHS. Copies. They would make copies, yeah. and every fucking copy would be, you know, shittier and shittier. So if you came to the dude like a couple weeks after the movie was out, you're getting like 
fourth and fifth generation VHS copies of some fucking Bruce Willis movie. So tomorrow you you're gonna have Bill Burr on the podcast. Bill Burr's coming in tomorrow at three o'clock. Cool. Um, this weekend time. I'm in uh, three different places. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm going on a, a fucking mad Canada tour. I'll tell you where I'm at right now. And we should well, at the end we should always sponsor is fleshlight.com. We talked about the fleshlight a hundred times. I know, but the, in the contract we have to do it at the beginning and the oh, end. Really? <laughs> do we? Yeah. Really? yeah. And we have to say contract schmong track. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm in Saskatoon on Thursday night at the Saskatoon Arts and Convention Center. I'm in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Um, at the Cran Prairie Regional College, and then I'm in Winnipeg and at the Burton Cummings Theater. So this is my just three Canada stop weekend. Um, looking forward to that. Canada's always a good time. They won't let Joey Diaz up there because he's a fucking criminal. You ever try to get to Canada? Yeah, they turned me down two years ago. What do they say? Uh, they didn't tell the club what it was. They just said my passport was no good. <laughs> And I didn't know what it was. I, you know, Canada doesn't let you in if you have assault. They don't let you in if you have a felony. They don't let you in if you're a drunk driver. They don't let you in if you're fucked up at all. A DUI. Even. And they don't fuck around, man. But you know what? It's one of the reasons why Canada's so nice. Canada's fucking nice, man. People are nice as shit up there, especially in Vancouver, because Vancouver doesn't really get that cold. You know, it doesn't get like Boston cold. I mean, Vancouver's it snows great, a little bit man. here and there, but it's a lot mostly rain in the winter. You know, pretty temperate climate. A little rainy and shit. You know, it gets rainy. But god damn, it's cool up there. Restaurants are awesome. People are cool. The UFC there was fucking fun as shit. I had a good time, but I, it, was, it sucked because I couldn't do a show. Because I, uh, I usually get booked at the uh, Red Robinson Theater. And unfortunately, they had a gig there already. And they couldn't cancel it. And I couldn't. So they, they didn't want me doing a local show. either, like a little place. I'm like, what if I just do like a little rock club or something like that? They wanted me to not do it. Dog, they moved the UFC from Utah because they couldn't sell tickets. Couldn't sell any tickets on Sunday, man. That's the Jesus Day, that's bro. Awesome. Oh, that's right. It's like the Chick-fil-A day. Dude, oh, Utah is very religious, man. People are very religious. You know, it's a strong Mormon community and a strong religious community. Just people don't want to go out on a Sunday night. It's tough that's to sell tickets. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, the UFC sells like it's, and then Utah. On See, a but Sunday. you know what? You know, you can criticize that. that no, idea. I'm not criticizing. I just couldn't no, believe I could. it. I could. I'm saying myself. But you know, you're looking at it, like Utah's a nice fucking place. Yes, to live. it is. Yes, People it is. People are nice there. You know, it's a pretty pretty decent place to live. And I heard a lot of those Utah girls are kind of slutty. Of course they are. All religious girls I'll are. In Utah, I used to do comedy there. It's fucking crazy. They get a little crazy, right? The army base. I used to do comedy there. <laughs> so I used to drive up there from Boulder and shit. You know what I'm if saying? You, if you want your kid to be a freak, number one rule of thumb is make him religious. Because you're going to get one or two things. You're going to get a really crazy, scared, religious adult. Or you're going to get someone who rebels, just sucks the cock oh, when they with snap. a band The first time they suck that cock at 16, she just snaps. She takes that fucking cross and it's over. <laughs> the cross like, curls up. It's like the yeah. fucking exorcist. You know the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, she can't wait to get some black dick too, right? The cross is a target. What? what? The cross is a target. What? what? For what? what? Um, Brian, you know what? <laughs> Just took it to a bad place. There's no need to end the show on such a sour note. <laughs> yeah. Jizz. of the baby Jesus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow Joey Diaz exploits on Twitter, is Mad Flavor on Twitter, M A D F L A V O R, and uh, also JoeyCocoDiaz.com, right? Yeah. The website JoeyCocoDiaz.com, and do you do you do a Facebook? Yeah, I got a Facebook. What I have no fa- fucking idea. Just Joey. It's Diaz. out there. Find it's me, cocksucker. What are we playing games here? You want to fucking friend me or what? So uh, follow him on follow him on Twitter. Fucking hilarious, dude. Where are you where are you at this weekend? 
Donna Summer on Friday, bitches, at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, you're going to go see Are Donna you really Summer? saying that? Fuck yeah, if you want to come. Friday? Oh, yeah, I got I studio. Go. I got yeah. fucking tickets. It's a, it's, they're inducting her in the Hall of Fame. Who are you having butt sex with that night? Nobody. No one? Nobody. What? And we could take a bus right from your house that drops us off right in front of the fucking Donna Do you have Donna any glow Summer. sticks? I got glow I sticks. I got a pacifier. Let's, let's get there. There's a pacifier let's right there. Joe Rogan's. Joe, can we use your pacifier? No. You know what? I forgot how fucking good Damas, Donna Summer was. You know, I really I, forgot. I put her in the other day, and I felt really good. Yeah, Friday, if you want to know, I got tickets. <laughs> no, dude, this is this is this is this is when I remembered. I remembered when Joey Diaz told me. Joey Diaz and I were at the fucking Brea Improv. Was it the Brea Improv? One of those. We're at the Brea Improv, and I I pull up, and my truck has a real good sound system, and he goes, "Put this in your fucking car right now, Joe Rogan. Put this in your fucking car." He goes, put on this fucking track. Put on this track. So he puts on Hot Stuff, this fucking track right here. Is this going to come out? Joe. Oh, shit. Yeah, so uh, for you people on iTunes, uh, Joe's playing a song. And uh, he's dancing. And Joey doing Joey Diaz is doing the wave. Go Joey. And you can find me at reggae.com. Finding some weed to smoke. I'm trying to sorry for the volume right now. I'm trying to turn it down because Joe's gonna kill all your ears. Mute, 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 mute. Mute your laptop. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not the most professional thing in the world. No, the point is, sorry about that. <laughs> shouldn't have me pushing buttons over here, Brian. I don't know what the fuck right. I'm doing. Oh, what? Right. It's not is, me. No, I'm saying it's me. <laughs> shouldn't have me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, the point is, I forgot how fucking good Donna Summer was. We were we were smoking a joint outside the Bray Improv in the parking lot, and Joey puts on hot stuff, and yeah, and I wrote a song about it. I wrote, I mean, I wrote a blog about it. About Donna Summer was a badass. Oh, it's amazing. Like Some of that old. I wrote shit. a blog about that night because it was so powerful. I was listening to that music. I'm like, God damn, that music was good. That chick didn't give a fuck. I had the opposite reaction happen to me last week when I put Donna Summer on uh, on a road trip, and my girlfriend goes, "What are you a faggot?" <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this does sound pretty gay when you say it like that. That doesn't sound gay at it's all. A, that's, she had some jamming songs. Toot toot. Like I said, she's a very intelligent girl. Well, <laughs> everyone's got their own taste, Brian, but to diss Donna Summer is just totally unnecessary, man. That's right. Every now and then, you got to respect that there's some shit that's not, it's not like cool to like, but it's fucking oh, it's good. It's totally not cool to like. Like Journey. I agree. I, agree. I, was, I was in a bar the other day, and, and Journey, Don't Stop Believing, started playing. Right. And I was like, God damn, that was a Fuck. good fucking song. Oh my God, Journey, I have, I listened to the one, Summer Night. One Summer Night, it was on the end, it was fucking great. I'm like, I forgot how good Journey was. Dude, Journey had some hits. That guy had a very unusual voice. And God damn, did he connect with Fat Pitches. Fat Pitches will go crazy when Love they hear him. a Journey song. Him and Kenny uh, the Gambler. Kenny <laughs> Rogers. Oh, they love that. They love that thing. <laughs> he couldn't sell no chicken, though. That chicken company went out of the food. He had a chicken company? Yeah, Kenny Rogers Roasters and shit. You know, Jimmy Dean died. 
Jimmy Dean sausages. I'm not going to eat sausages for 30 days. That motherfucker was 81. He just drank booze every day and, and ate, ate sausage. sausage. He, he lived to be 81. <laughs> Can you imagine the jokes and ha-has he had with his wife? Oh, well, you took my sausage. You know, shit like that. <laughs> you think he had a lot <laughs> of sausage? <laughs> <laughs> when that guy had so much money, I bet he just mounted his wife's face. Didn't even ask her questions. Pulled his pants out. She probably didn't even talk about it. Yeah. She probably didn't even say the thing. He's so rich. She probably stuffed it in about Sausage again, bitch. Drinking whiskey, just fucking her mouth. Shoots a batch down her throat and then walks out the door and gets on a horse. He's fucking Jimmy Jimmy Dean. He had a billion dollar sausage empire. And he started out as a musician, right? An actor, wasn't he? Wasn't he? One of those fucking things. 81. You know what? Good for him. This this episode is dedicated to you, Jimmy Dean. Good for you, you motherfucker. (laughs) You made a living selling ground up animals. Ground up pigs. All right, folks. That's the end of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we will see you actually tomorrow. We got a one tomorrow with uh, Bill Burr. Same bat time, same bat channel. 3 p.m. Joey Coco Diaz, ladies and gentlemen. Stay black, baby. Brian Red Band Reichel, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it's this way. Yeah, no, there we go. Whoop, yeah, yeah, that way. Oh, I can't get to you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week or tomorrow. Bye.